the little rage dog that he is. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 114 of The Rage. Yo, 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 yo. We're here. Yeah, we're here. In that Ned's, <laughs> that Ned in the troll room. If you're not there when we do these shows live 1 p.m. Central on Mondays at trollroom.io then uh, you're missing out he's like you're late and i'm like yeah because when the wife went to go leave for lunch the freaking doorknob on the front door fell off no shit (laughs) what the hell which side now inside or outside or the whole thing the inside one okay and uh it looks like maybe this thing was just kind of cheap and holding on by a thread that the two little screws that are in there maybe only had a small amount of metal that they were holding on to which maybe just right. has has now given away mm-hmm. gone away magically so i mean we at least have a deadbolt because otherwise you know bang bang chicago exactly i hope you're sitting there with your uh, heater <laughs> and i'm not talking about a radiator you know right <laughs> I both i mean if we're, uh, you never know here you could use both no. you can warm people up and then you can shoot at uh, a high ventilate them the same time they get too warm yes so thinking they'll probably just need to go buy a new door handle sure maybe i mean it's not something you got sitting around the house though that's for sure no no that's hemorrhoid and it'll cause the rage it's like what what do you mean i don't know (laughs) maybe i'll have to look at it a little more closely i'm like i got no time i got no time net ned's already gonna be mad Uh uh-oh we don't want any mad listeners or producers gotta get right on right we just want love yeah that's what you come to a show called planet rage, planet rage for. for yeah yeah we're all looking for love on planet rage yes, yes. in all the wrong places i might add yeah only so, two people killed this past weekend in chicago 11 shot wow, wow. two sh- two killed and how many shot only 11 11 okay so 20 percent kill ratio all right I wonder if it's just getting to the point that like a lot of the crimes, they're not reporting them. Could be, or maybe people are just getting bored with it and they're doing something. Maybe they're playing Parcheesi, you know, or, uh, I don't know, growing little, uh, home gardens under hot lights or something. Who knows? You know, taste change. The clip custodian says too cold to kill. That sounds like a James Bond movie. That does sound like a bond. It's not or like you're already dead. If you're too yes. cold to kill. Yeah. Well, uh, that would be true too. Yeah. So you never know where it's going to come from. So we'll uh, follow up on that. If the front door will stay on or not, <laughs> that means a trip to home Depot. And it's like, okay, they're easy Two screws. Hold the whole thing in. It's just yeah, a question. Well, quick set lock set things are pretty easy on in the install. You do that. Yeah. And the one, the brand that we've got the one, at least when we moved in here, uh, like 2009, 
the things where I'm assuming they're still around where you can just set it to any key. You know, yeah. it's, it's one of those. So it's nice. You don't have to go like, oh, I have to get all new keys for everything. Right. Don't have to rekey. And, and, you know, it's all bullshit anyway, because nobody's going to pick a lock. They're, they're going to kick the door. In. Right. You know, so unless unless you've got some kind of a, you know, steel frame thing going on, it's just for show, really. All you need is a strong shoulder or a swift kick. Yeah. Thing just comes down. Yeah. Or the FBI with the battering ram, those things. Well, that's what I would use. Way easier than trying to do it yourself. Yeah. And who needs a dislocated shoulder? Right. So, yeah. They have the tools for a reason. You may as well use them. Yeah. So you're on a brand new computer. How did that go? Well, pretty well. You know, last uh, last week when we talked, this thing had just arrived in the morning and I didn't have time to sort of tinker with it and get it set up. And I'm still kind of doing that. I'm migrating files. and But I got the... I got the necessities loaded here. I got my, I got my audacity. I got my, uh, my Photoshop and premiere and, uh, my Libre. I don't use fucking Microsoft office It blows. I already deleted it. Um, yeah, so I'm doing good. Yeah. LibreOffice. for those who don't know, it's a free open source program. Yeah. Much better than, uh, than, than Microsoft too much. And much it'll open up interface, the Microsoft files, whether it's, you know, yeah. for, uh, the spreadsheet or just for word mm-hmm. you got to look around for these kind of things you do you do and then i also want to uh, i want to delete not just disable but delete microsoft edge i hate that thing i know I and it pops up whether you use it or not yeah yeah mm-hmm. when i uh, go and yeah. look at what programs are currently running there's always like oh here's 16 uh, instances of edge doing something yeah mm-hmm. So it's going to go. And yeah. for sometimes I've kept those things around for running into crazy things like, uh, you know, when your grocery store, uh, Brave won't work and Firefox won't work. There's a lot of times because programmers are idiots now. Well, we tested it on edge. <laughs> so there are times that only that's what Internet Explorer was kept around for, because it was the one thing that if nothing else worked then there was a possibility that browser would work yeah but that's not what you want to deal with no here on uh what we got a week still now until the super bowl i mean everybody's all excited about sports ball i'm not but everybody else is (laughs) i know that (laughs) like i do not watch football i've never seen a super bowl and i never will I watched the one when the Bears were in it in 1985. That's the last yeah. one I recall watching. I did I did come in like for the last 10 minutes of one some years ago. This guy I used to hang out with, we had this crew of uh, we we'd meet once a week and you know, have a few. And he was a big Patriots fan. Loved him. And uh they met at this bar um, down on Ventura Boulevard. And I thought, I fucking hate football. My wife says, I go on over, you know, you like those guys have a, have a beer and a couple of laughs. I said, okay. So I walk in, I think it was like 10 minutes to the end of the game. And I said to this guy, Mike, I says, who's ahead? He saw the Patriots. They got a lock on it. And I said, not, not anymore. I I said, I'm putting a curse on him right now. And holy (laughs) shit, there was some, there was some fucking sick turnover right with what's his Brady or whatever right and they lost it was and this guy he never forgave me he actually thought I had some influence on it I mean he was so nuts he wouldn't like he had all these superstitions he wouldn't change his socks when they were 
you know, in the playoffs, whatever the fuck it is, you know, it was, it was nuts. nuts. Sports fans are like that. I guess so. You go with your lucky thing. It's like, well, I can't prove that me wearing the same underwear makes my team win, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to risk that. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair <laughs> in uh, 2005, when the white Sox won the world series for the first and only time in my lifetime. And I was watching baseball quite religiously. Then we went for the wife's birthday to Disney world, uh, which turned out was like, well, that's when the white, they started kind of like your uh, Brady story. The white Sox ended up holding on, but there was a streak of, you know, about 10 games where they were losing, 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 losing. And it was like, Oh, are they going to, are they going to blow this? And of course we were in uh, Disney world at the time, but since they ended up winning the world series the next year, I was like, moose. The- uh Oh, there's somebody ringing the damn doorbell <laughs> and I'm here all by myself. I've been a band. Hang on a second. Sure. Here, Darren, one sec. No problem. When moose says, you got to go get this guy. You got to go get this guy. All right. Sorry about that. Oh, moose no. is a good boy. He's just doing his job. I don't know who the hell some, some UFOs out there ringing my damn doorbell. And, you know, and you know me, I don't, I don't like strange. I don't even like my friends, never my strangers. So this is, this is an affront to me. Yeah. You're like, don't Please come, continue. Don't knock on my door. Moose will attack them. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear moose ripping somebody to shreds. The little, <laughs> if only <laughs> the little rage dog that he is. But the next year after they won the world series and we went, to Disney World, which is never a cheap exposition, even back in uh, 2005. And for 2006, I'm like, well, we have to go back to Disney World, right? Because they won the World Series last year. Yeah. So we went back and then they lost. And I don't think we ever went back to Disney World after that. So it all worked out. It all worked out. And they were interrelated, clearly. Obviously. Obviously. Good. Back when baseball was still kind of fun. So it's like the White Sox, the worst team ever. I mean, because... Not having only having one one in your lifetime. I mean, it doesn't speak to highly of their performance, right? No, and they've had these same ownership since 80, 82 or eighty three, I believe, is when Jerry Reinsdorf and Eddie Einhorn bought the team. And there have been, you know, a supposed leaks where Jerry's like, "Well, you know, you don't really have to win in order yeah. to be a profitable team. What you need to do is be in the mix every few years." So people have hope. <laughs> uh, I see the, 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 the forever dangling carrot. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. You know, because if you really, really suck, I mean, see Oakland A's for a lot of years, although they've had winning years, but when you're that bad, you can totally lose a fan base pretty quickly. So you got to be good enough. <laughs> you have, you have to have that hope. You kind of have to be like, we, we have to make you think that it's going to be possible that your team might win. Yeah. Which is why I like, the concept of NASCAR a little bit more, even if people don't like racing, the concept that each and every event there's 36 different teams competing means it's going to be very rare for your team to win. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you can just enjoy the competition, the sport for what it is. And they had their opening Mm. salvo on, it was supposed to be on Sunday night at, the LA Coliseum, which was a really bad scheduling with the uh, weather in California. Oh, yes, I heard. So the I bomb cyclone. Yes, <laughs> I love that shit. The so bomb cyclone. I know it's like it's going to be bad. Like days and days. Well, 
if you heard for all of those that listened to yesterday's episode of the best damn podcast in the universe featuring John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry, the wind and storm outside Dvorak's window was quite scary once that shows you how good the noise gates and all of the technology is that blocks out the sounds that you don't want because you didn't hear it. No, I couldn't hear it. I thought for a while, I thought Dvorak was zooming him. (laughs) And he turned off the noise gate and it's like, holy (laughs) crap, are you in the middle of a hurricane? Yeah. Uh, And then when he listens on speakers, that makes it a little bit more fun. But I tuned in luckily at seven o'clock on Saturday night because they were supposed to have some qualifying things going on. And I'm like, I have nothing else to watch. And it's like, hey, we're getting ready to race. (laughs) We're not doing it tomorrow. Bad weather. Mm. And the place was just empty. It was a really bad look because obviously people were expecting it on Sunday. It was then on Saturday. It was half empty. I'm thinking they're going to have to refund all those tickets because uh, not that I'm sure how many people were buying tickets, although I'm guessing the L.A. Coliseum could have fit 50, 60, 70,000 if they had. Oh, easy. That's a big place. Good attendance. Yeah. So it was an oddity. And it wasn't a point to race, but I've been saying for years, this is what they should do on the weekends where they know the weather is going to, or they believe the weather is going to be bad on Sunday is push the race up because they have their, you know, double a triple a type races that'll happen on Friday and Saturday. And then the big race goes on Sunday. And it's always funny to me when they get the, you know, the warm up acts in, but then they can't get the main show in. It's like, it doesn't make sense. If the weather's going to yeah. be bad, then you should have a contingency that's like, well, we're pish- uh, we're going to push the big race, you know, to Saturday instead. So that way, mm-hmm. everybody that, you know, t- has to go back to work on Monday. Yeah. Which was it's always too bad the Grammys isn't held outdoors. So that could have been rained out too. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be grand? Mm. And uh, there's, well, there's more controversy with the grammys of course oh what's the latest uh, i saw it was uh, jay-z now complaining um, uh, t- boiling it down but why doesn't beyonce win and taylor swift does so I'm, I'm waiting for it to be because taylor swift's white and that's going to be the whole thing like obviously taylor swift has white privilege watch the left eat themselves so uh so he's doing a who was it remember kanye yes uh, Ripped a, an award away from somebody and said, yes, somebody Taylor. Else deserved, what, who was that? Like, was Taylor? Well, I think that was like her first was Grammy. Really? She now has like no 13 shit. albums of the year or something, <laughs> or 13 Grammys. It was one That's or the other. Funny. Wow. Things just keep on going around and around. And that was like her start of her career. And it was like, oh, you shouldn't have beat Beyonce. If they, the, whoever picked her then, I guess, knew they were part of the op that she was going to, uh, there you go. Yeah. Take over world domination. In my clips, have a taylor swift thread because it was unavoidable everybody even even i have even even we have a scott labino uh clip with a taylor thread so we're 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 simpatico buddy i pulled that clip as well and i cleaned (laughs) it up so i'm curious to hear the difference between the uh the scott cleaned and non-cleaned because this one took some doing and i'm like i don't get it because scott he's it looks anyway like he's just sitting right in front of this camera yeah but the sound does really weird things it does it does 
I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know. But I he's mean, he's a very talented artist. Yes. He's a very entertaining guy. But clearly, uh, you know, he's not too uh, too hip to uh, audio engineering. And Andrew, send this guy some microphones and a lesson book. <laughs> That's what we need. We should, let's start. Let's start with Scott. What better way to get into the rage? Yeah. Why not? Come on. Taylor Swift. Now, I can't take away from her talent. She's a very talented young lady. And in my opinion, she's rather easy on the eyes. But now, let me play your because I think this is the same clip. It is the same clip, but there was no um, uh, there was no editing or censoring of his uh, salty language in the one I have. Well, it, this was just because of the the amount of distortion. I think that oh. the thing was pulling it out here. Now, oh, I can't take away from her talent. She's a very talented young lady, and in my opinion, she's rather easy on the eyes. You see it all? It drops out there. Yeah. Which it's like, what are you doing, Scott? But yeah, I agree. She's fairly easy on the eyes. I won't disagree with yeah. Scott. But she probably couldn't name one branch of government. Now, I'm not here to knock Taylor Swift. I'm here to knock you people. Because apparently, there's millions of her fans called Swifties who are going to vote for Joe Biden only because Taylor Swift told them to. Stop. Just as an aside, do you uh, do you call yourself a Swifty? I mean, I've never referred to myself as that, but I'm sure some people would <laughs> clearly put me into that category. And I haven't heard her tell anybody to vote any which way, at Did least this election. Vote? And I'm not sure Did even before. I mean, I know she, there's there's a big difference between saying, you know, I am backing Joe Biden and hey, you, you go vote this way. Yeah. Now, didn't she do that last time out? Wasn't she all in for Hillary? Or well, she hated Marshall Marsha Blackburn down in uh, in Nashville, no. which is, I think, what got her involved with it. Okay, and um, then she did back Biden in some way, shape, or form. I didn't see any big announcement or anything. And when you really think about it, if I had to guess on the demographics of the Swifties. I would guess yeah. 90% are liberal. I mean, I would guess it's probably in the 75 to 80% female. And at this point, females overall are liberal. It's hard to find a conservative female, at least the ones that seem to be talking to any pollsters. It does seem that way. And I'd say that skews very young female as well. It's right? true. Yeah. Under yeah. 35. Yeah. So very liberal fan base. So this has been when people talk about a Taylor Swift op, I'm not really sure what it is because the people that will listen to her overall, the demographic would be very liberal. So saying go out and vote. Okay. Maybe you get a few more people to go out and vote, but I don't think you're changing anybody's mind. No. The difference would be if the Democrats, Joe Biden, whoever pissed her off, if she were to go out and say, you know what, I've had it with these people, vote for Donald Trump, then you would change votes because their overall fan base would not be the norm that would vote that way. This is true. Which is maybe what they're afraid of. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Because she's the ultimate capitalist, man. During this Grammy Awards, yesterday during the day, the big news that start going around with the Swifties, 
was her website went down, but it was a weird error message. Oh. And there was a word that wasn't a real word that unscrambled spelled out red herring, which just tells you it's one of these fun little games going on. Oh, really? Hmm. And then during the Did- Grammys. Does Eriner control her website? Is it? He wishes, man. (laughs) He wishes. I knew the guy that did for a while, but I think he is long gone. Okay. Because it was the uh, same guy that was trying to get Martina McBride when I was working for her Hmm. on board and they were switching over to his company. And then it it all just didn't work out all that well. But I tell the story. I am so against going into Chicago that the first time Taylor Swift was here, which was probably a decade ago or so, you know, they were the ones doing the work for her. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, if you want to come down, uh, you know, I'll get you backstage, all that. And just like, nope, I don't want to go to Soldier Field for a concert. I'm old already. Ten years ago, I was too old to go down to Soldier Field for a concert. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. And then I was looking the other day because one of the other guys that I know, this kid, I met him when he was like 16 over the internet. When I started doing websites, he was running a Reba McIntyre fan site. And he's like sent message me something or he stole some code from the site, which then popped up. And I'm like, hey, you might, you know, that was it. You may want to just take my name out of the, the code if you're going to steal Ooh, it. Wow. <laughs> but he was a nice enough kid. And, uh, he years later was working for big machine when Taylor was there. And I noticed he had a credit as the, he did one of the photographs on the cover of one of her albums, which is a credit enough yeah, to have an album cover like that. So I looked him up now he's Reba McIntyre's manager. And I'm like, what a weird world. It is a weird world. Yes. Hmm. This 16 year old kid who was Reba obsessed in whatever year that would have been yeah. literally when the internet, was starting you know so probably 96 97 somewhere in there mm-hmm. is now her manager that's that's pretty wild because to, in my way of thinking um you know handling somebody's digital traffic is way different than handling their career i mean yes <laughs> i don't i don't see much crossover there at all my, so. i mean i guess it's somewhat marketing uh, i guess but i mean managers typically i mean they're the ones that you know, they book dates and, and uh, negotiate uh, fees with uh, promoters. And it's a whole different world, I would think. Which she may be one that does a lot of that on her own. Maybe. She seems way smarter than the average musical artist. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's more apt to run a business empire, but she can also sing, which is nice. That is nice. Yes. But you see all these people that come and go from these different... Uh, different worlds and with the uh taylor swift thing it was like okay it's very hard to manage the amount of traffic the amount of fans and all of this Mm. but yesterday the then the shopping part of her site went down and then during the grammys she's like oh i have a brand new album and then boom it's for sale just like that and then there was a limited edition CD that was only going to be available for 72 hours, sold out in like two hours. Mm, and how much was that? Only 17 bucks. I mean, it really wasn't, nothing was overpriced. There was a two, which was not the limited edition, but a two LP white vinyl with like a 24 page booklet was 37 bucks. And I'm like, well, that's cheap compared to what a lot of vinyl is selling for right now. 
Yeah. Hmm. So not going the uh, route there of overcharging, but definitely going to move a lot of product. One would think there'd be plenty of volume there. Yes. And then using the Grammy Awards to be like, well, now I'm going to sell the album. You notice she didn't get up and be like, everybody go out and vote for Joe Biden. She's like, no, no, give me your money. (laughs) I got (laughs) records to sell here. I don't know what you're doing, but I got records to sell. So do you think, uh, do you agree with Dvorak that, uh, was it her Instagram or Twitter followers? He thinks that that number is wildly inflated. Was it 250, 80 million, something like that? I'm sure it is anything, any celeb is going to have some kind of inflation there. Hers, I don't think is horrible because I see what people will spend on the merchandise that's out there that is not readily available. So there is a rabid fan base, how large it is. I look at it a lot like no agenda. There's going to be, you know, there might be a billion people out there who will listen to Taylor Swift. And maybe there's only, you know, 20 million who will go nuts and spend all their money. But 20 million is a lot of people to go nuts and spend all their money. Yes, it is. (laughs) You know, it's a it's a much bigger pot of people and the interesting thing here on you know because again i'm a guy and we like pointy chicks the album cover for this album that's coming out in april black and white photo her on a bed skimpy little outfit looks like it came right off the uh, russell james victoria's secret back in the day Hmm. art book so it's like it's an interesting style choice yeah it's going to be interesting to see uh Overall, I do agree with John C. Dvorak that I don't know if I would call it a backlash, but the bubble has to burst at some point on Taylor mania. Oh, it absolutely does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no, and it will. And I, I agree with that. I think Adam was really the one who was, was uh, predicting a tremendous backlash. And I, I tend to agree with him because, you know, I saw a clip, um, some time ago of Joe Walsh talking to uh, Sammy Hagar. In fact, I think maybe even we played that. Yeah, we did. And, uh, and you know, Hagar says, hey, we're a couple of dinosaurs in this business. I know how I hung in all this time. What's your secret? You know, <laughs> and, and Walsh says, hey, man, you don't ever want to be white hot number one because right. it, it will collapse. So you're always not under the radar, but not quite at the, at the pinnacle. And you can pretty much hang in there forever. And he's right. He's absolutely right. Yeah. And you can do it for a short period of time. Like Bruce Springsteen born in the USA. That was the oddity. I mean, he had been big, obviously was on the cover of time and Newsweek together in 75, 84 though. And that 82 to 85 or so Mm -hmm. was the worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. And then he released an album in 1988 that was totally different, which all of a sudden, boom, you know, everything dropped off a cliff. Still's had a nice career since then. Don't get me wrong. No. But was not playing towards the number one superstar. And I just don't know anybody that has the mentality. Maybe Taylor Swift is the one that has the mentality that enjoys the scrutiny and the negative side that comes with it. But I don't even think she is. I think it's it's being done. It's a evil that just has to be dealt with and it wouldn't surprise me if she pulls a tina turner long before 
Tina Turner did in her career rather than Tina was like what in her sixties or seventies before she moved to Switzerland mm-hmm. and, and was like, I'm tired of all this. I think Taylor Swift could do it at 40. I mean, she's 34 now. Oh yeah. At 40, just be like done. I've uh, made billions of dollars. I can just go do whatever the hell I want now and don't have to work yeah. because I don't know why the whole everybody talks about everything you're doing and we have these clips including scott i mean people from scott labido bill o'reilly charles <laughs> barkley everybody is talking about taylor swift and, and don't forget you know larry blydner and darren o'neill on planet rage so i mean that's exactly. when you know that's when you know you've arrived yes we're you've, talking when you're grist for our show baby you're somebody that's right that's when you've hit the big time <laughs> an entertainer See, we're not blaming the entertainer here. We all know how they are. It is the dumbed down of you fucking individuals. You don't understand why she's a billionaire. You think that money just comes out of the sky, the government pays her? You fucking pay her. You pay stupid money for those tickets to see her. You pay her. She's laughing at you. That I don't doubt. (laughs) That I do not doubt. And it's, uh, you know, if you play the, it's like anything else. If you play the thing right. I've like bought records for 50 bucks that I can now sell for over a thousand. It's like, it's absolutely insane. I'm like, I wish I would have bought a hundred of them. Yeah, really? It's like the much better uh, return than you're going to get on any stock market bet right now. True. Now I'm not taking away from going to see your favorite concert or whatever. Not at all. I've done it. You pay money, stupid money, but I want to see it, whatever. But ain't no motherfucking entertainer is going to tell me how to think. This isn't 1950, where people were a lot less educated and simpler. Yeah, he's right. And uh, I think it's interesting, too. Different, um, I wasn't going to say artists, but they're not all artists. I mean, it could be, I want to include actors, actresses. Let's just say all celebrities that want to venture into politics. I have a lot more respect for the ones like Ted Nugent, who can back their play that will give you reasons why sure sure to me it's but a I would lot different with scott oh i would i would i would posit that people were better educated and better informed in 1950 than they are now because the information they're getting now is just top line slop sound bites and you know just crap there's no in-depth uh, anything there's no in-depth journalism you know, you know what i mean the average person in 1950 was reading in newspapers. Right. First of all, so they could read. You know I mean? so, and overall, uh, somebody was vetting that. And I'm not saying there wasn't yeah. bias because there always has been. Mm-hmm. Yes. But schools you, were in the business of educating kids, not indoctrinating them. So I would say Scott's, uh, Scott's off the mark there. When I would think in the 50s, too, if a story came out like this stuff we're getting with the accusations against Donald Trump that are all always seemingly unnamed sources and all that Mm -hmm. there had to be retractions printed if a story went in that was proven to be false oh yeah that was a thing back then now the you can do this instantaneously nobody does a retraction maybe you're lucky if you get them to update the story with the correct information but who reads old news well when i worked for uh, the world's largest magazine empire um i knew a lot of people there and the and the you know the the um the criterion was you had to have for any for any story any quotes whatever a minimum of three sources if you didn't have three verifiable sources to say this to happen happen whatever then they wouldn't run the story 
So what happened? I mean, it, it was a while ago. It wasn't that right. long ago. Now it's just oh, unnamed sources. Yeah. Click bait. Pulled it out of your ass. Clickbait, yeah. And they're now competing Clickbait. with everybody yeah. with a social media account. Because you know what happens right. while if you work for a magazine or a newspaper and you're doing whatever, whether it's on the phone or whether you're emailing, if you're out there, the time it takes for you to try to confirm three different sources, everybody's already read the news. Yep. And that is a horrible thing when it comes to accuracy, as does adding in the fact that you can fake anybody's voice, anybody's photos, anybody's video. True. It's going to make it a lot more fun. It is. Maybe we should go berserk knowing that we can just deny it all. Oh, it's AI. It's fucking CSB. Uh-huh. He's doing, he's screwing with us. It's all AI, baby. <laughs> it's all AI. We need the AI Frank Sinatra. That's who I want to, I mean, that's, that's a podcast I would listen to. Yes. This is 2024. We have more access to education and information more than ever before in the world and life. And still, we have the dumbest motherfuckers in this country. Right. Taylor Swift said to vote for Biden. I guess I have to because I love her. Do you understand when I see you in my neighborhood or down walking down the shot in the mall? I, I give you that hello because you're my neighbor. But understand what I'm saying. Hello. What I'm really saying to you is you're the stupidest motherfucker that ever worked the face of the earth. <laughs> you don't deserve to partake in society. You are a fucking idiot. So if you see Scott and he says hello. It's hello means fuck you. How <laughs> you know. The more you know. Yeah. My two cents. And then I like that he leaves this. Yeah, the little uh the yeah. little pounding down of the uh the recording button. Yeah. I wonder what he it's uses so. to record that audio. It's not good. Whatever it is, we can make no. it better, Scott. No. But it's no. interesting because I have the 45 RPM back from 19, was it 1964, John F. Kennedy? When Sinatra released the single High Hopes, Vote for Jack. Mm-hmm. So if anybody thinks this is new, that a artist like no. Taylor Swift is going up for Biden, Frank Sinatra recorded a fucking song and released it on a 45. Sure. Which today is the same thing as putting it on your Spotify, I guess. Oh, yeah. But as of yet, I haven't heard this. That I might throw up a little if there's a Taylor Swift song about loving Biden. Could she possibly be that dumb? No. I don't think she's going to do that. No, I think that would be a uh, career suicide yeah. fairly quickly. Yeah. It's one thing to have political beliefs and to talk about them. Yeah. It's another to turn them into song. Mm-hmm. But everybody, everybody is talking about it, which is so very weird. Yeah, which is why it has to implode. The whole thing, you know, the whole Tay Tay thing is going to. But that wasn't I mean, the She'll change. always be around and she'll be doing well. She'll have her, her core base. But I, I do believe Adam's back. I do believe uh-huh. <laughs> that Adam's back that there's going to be a backlash. By the way, I hope Adam is listening again today. And remember, I said a couple of weeks ago, I thought I, I suspected that he was because suddenly it was like our, our foul mouth delivery here was contagious. And if you recall, like the, the following show, there's a lot of F-bombs um, with the guys. And I love the way he always plays with Pierre, uh, no, with uh, um, Kareem Jamal, uh, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jamal, whatever. You know. Yes. And so the last time we were doing this, I called her Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Pierre Cardin. <laughs> I like that. 
And yesterday, Adam did. Who was it? So it stuck. It stuck. Ah, Pierre Cardin. I remember. Yeah. Then <laughs> you, you got you didn't get that with your Gucci and your Louis Vuitton. Right, right. You're a lessio and Sassoons. And yeah. uh, you throw on a little Dracard Noir and you got yourself. Yeah, a, exactly. Get yeah. yourself a way to go. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is we are the influence. I hope so. Driving I, so many crazy <laughs> things in the world. I would hope so. Now, our buddy Charles Barkley. I do like Charles. Sometimes he's uh, he's quite amusing. Yes. Have you ever wondered why or how she blew up like this? They're talking, of course, about Taylor Swift. This is from uh, CNN where Charles has a show. We talked about this before it happened. Now, I guess it's happened. Charles and some other woman are on yes. talking on CNN, which is kind of interesting. I like the the bent that Charles brings to thing, but they're going to play a bunch of Taylor Swift clips. And then Charles is going to show uh, what he thinks. Oh, boy. Well, around four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit. Now, it's Jesse Waters, I believe. Jesse. Mm-hmm. Floated turning Taylor Swift into an asset during a NATO yeah. meeting. So is Swift a front for a covert political agenda? Primetime obviously has no evidence. If we did, we'd share it. It's a coordinated marketing campaign by Democrats to leverage celebrities to excite their base into coming out and voting. Why alienate the, your the, your fans, the Swifties? You know, they come across from every political ideology. Why put yourself in one area? Don't get judge involved. Jeanine. Don't go yes, involved. it is. Yeah, thought so. You can always, that's another voice that just cuts <laughs> yeah, right on no, through. There's no mistaking her, yeah. Which is good. It's hard to do. It's hard to have one of those voices yeah. that you can just stand out yes. and you know. The politics, we don't want to see you there. Let's not forget that Taylor Swift has made a career off of writing songs about picking the wrong man. So I don't think we should take advice from her now. Boy, oh boy, conspiracies, deep state, psyops. You are the biggest professional athlete in the room today, Charles Barkley. So, you know, cable news is talking about this. Do you think, I mean, I'm almost even embarrassed to ask this question. When you hear that kind of conversation, what do you think? I don't even want to ask the question. What do you think? And I don't like this kind of way of doing the show. Like, oh, I don't even want to ask the question. Yeah, I mean, what, we is, have, wait, wait, what does that mean? I don't want to ask the question, but I just did. What is that? I mean, it's, I it's, it's kind of like you don't like the content on your own show, but you're being forced oh. to ask him about this. It's very oh, weird. Very weird. Are they serious? Yeah. Like, unfortunately, they are serious. I mean, how do you know all of those people were serious, though, about a Taylor Swift op? Because I'm guessing some of them might have just been having fun at somebody else's expense as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you can't even make this stuff up. It's so stupid nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, He's very much like Scott Lobito. That's Barkley. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was just too stupid. And people are, Lobito said, Charles kind of agreeing that the overall concept in the human mind now is dumb, dumb. Yeah. First of all, anybody who listens, I'm not going to get political, but anybody who listens to that stupid stupidity should be embarrassed. There's no conspiracy who going to win games. The Super Bowl, yeah. And listen, I love Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his, and I love Taylor Swift. But the notion that they got this vast conspiracy and whoever she, they want her to 
you know, endorse somebody for president. That's just stupid. Yeah. I'm not going to vote for any candidate just because some celebrity said it. But the notion. Wait, that guys- wait a minute. A lot of people will, Charles. Right. He's not. Right. Because Charles He's at least not. has a brain. Of course he, he won't. Charles is a smart guy. But I mean, you know, how many people shell out? What, what is a, you know, what was the most expensive pair of, you know, I don't know, Michael Jordan sneakers Nike ever, <laughs> Nike ever marketed? What are they, 500 bucks or something? Um, or more? I more. More? Okay. Whatever it was. And what they sell for sne- now? I mean, that they're yeah. like the Taylor Swift vinyl. Okay. I mean, you, the first, yeah. you, like, I mean, like a mint pair of the original right. Jordans, I think, go for, you know, if not hundreds of thousands, uh, maybe. Yes. So, so there are millions and millions of people out there who buy stuff because uh, celebrities endorse them or wear them from Nikes to Rolexes to anything, you know, cars. I mean, my God, it's endless, isn't it? Yeah. And I think a part of the problem is the fact that the media slash news landscape has cratered to the point that it has because people are looking for somebody to do the work for them. So. You look at if you were just to go and flip through the news, if you want to just imagine flipping back and forth between MSNBC and Fox News and try to get to the actual truth of a matter, you know, then throw in your CNNs and throw in your Shapiros and throw, you know, you've got people that are on totally different sides bringing you the same story, but telling it in a completely different way bringing you a completely different result on what they think is happening. I think a lot of people are so burned out on that, that they look for somebody. And unfortunately, sometimes it's going to be Taylor Swift. They'll be like, well, you know what? She made like $18 billion. She seems smart. She must know what's really going on. So whatever she says we should do, because I mean, she's very successful. Of course. A lot of people think that way. Yeah. And I think that is how people on both sides, because otherwise you go nuts. If you do not have somebody that can kind of be your guiding light, if you know, or your true north or whatever you want to call it, that's like, if there's a topic you're not completely understanding, who do you believe to get to the crux of it and tell it accurately? Then if you don't have that, you are totally lost. People want to believe that they know what the truth is. Mm-hmm. And if they think they have a, you know, again, Oh, Taylor Swift is smart. She's rich. She must know what's really going on. Yeah. So if she says that, or, you know, well, same this thing. Is, I've been rudderless, rudderless since Charles Manson died. Really? Yeah. You've been I looking got for all my Intel from him and advice for years. Why don't so. we do it in the road, man? <laughs> Did you hear what they're saying? They're talking to me, man. Why don't we do it in the road? <laughs> so yeah that's who you want you, a good serial killer will enhance all of your lives if you can become pen pals with them i mean they used to let them be pen pals do they let them on the internet now i wonder do serial killers get to, are they on they x probably i don't know i bet they do <laughs> sure <laughs> you never know and i mean yeah i mean you say uh digiguru says morons think that way I, I think everybody does you know and maybe you don't realize that you're doing it that's why a lot of people tune into shows like no agenda. They're like, we believe these two guys are accurately portraying the world. We need somebody to do that because otherwise we're in a sea of shit. We don't know where to turn. We tune into that Larry show 
because we think Larry's a straight shooter and he's telling us the truth. Any of these things. This is why people choose to be entertained and, and enlightened by these types of shows, because it eases their mind and they feel like, you know what? I don't have to worry about what's going on with this topic because I trust this person or these people that I listen to. And they said this and I'm going to go along with that. Mm. I think that's human nature. And I think it's getting harder and harder to get to the truth of anything. So it's probably only going to keep getting worse. Oh yeah. The tower of Babel. It just keeps growing. (laughs) Sure. Got this four years ago. He said four years ago, the Pentagon came up with this conspiracy. This is, it is, you get so it, it is maddening to me. It's maddening. That's it a great maddening. word. Yeah, it uh, is maddening. And I also think this in order for them to pull something like that off, so many people would have to be involved in it. That's why it just makes no sense. That- Wait, to have a Taylor Swift op, a lot of people need to be involved. It's like, no, it would just be Taylor Swift. Yeah, absolutely. Who Nobody else that? needs to know. I mean, if you Taylor no. Swift sits in a room with, you know, the president and a few generals and they say, here's what we need you to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's sure. not like it's not like you're running some huge op with thousands of people you're not building an atomic bomb right it's not oppenheimer mm-hmm. that's why i'm not knocking another news program but i think you have to do your own due diligence when you listen to all these different things well that much we believe do your due diligence do your own homework glenn beck as crazy as that guy can be that was one of the nuggets i took from listening to him. 10, 15 years ago was no matter what he said. And I thought this was either a totally honest guy, not sure if he is, or somebody who is so good at broadcasting and manipulation that when you're lying to somebody, if you are, you add right afterwards, but don't believe me, do your own homework. Mm. That is so very powerful. Because you know how many people actually go and do their own homework, Larry? None. Right. Sure. But you're like, well, he he told us to, so he must be telling the truth. Right. And I think he probably yeah. was, but still, it is a great yeah. manipulation tactic. Yeah. To add, you know, I but don't trust me. Go do your own homework. Because nobody will. You, you know, for me, though. You really do. I, I will, though. But let me tell you something. I am never going to listen to another Taylor Swift song again. Oh, wait. This is because just like your buddy at the bar. This is great. Oh, really? Charles yeah. says he's never going to listen to another Taylor Swift song again. Why? What do you say? Why? Well, because she made that dude from the Bills miss that field goal. <laughs> and I bet on the Bills. So it's her damn fault. <laughs> So I'm now, you are saying that tongue in cheek, we should say. Of course, about the bed? No, I bet on the bills. <laughs> uh, no, but the notion that Taylor, Taylor Swift made yeah. my man yeah. Mr. Field Goal yeah. is just so stupid and asinine. Yeah, I am very much in favor of, of Travis and Taylor. Whatever they're doing, I just do y'all thing. Yes. But man, I'm mad at her for making that guy miss that field goal. <laughs> See, sports guys are all the same. Suppo- how did she supposedly make it? No, no, the, no, wait a minute. The, the boyfriend is with the Chiefs, is he not? Yes. So how, how did she make some guy in the Bills miss a play or whatever? What it doesn't matter. Saying? It's all part of the op. It's just some hocus pocus that Taylor did. She didn't like you know throw hit him in the eye with a laser or something. No, I think she's kind of like uh, Samantha from Bewitched. She is just oh, magic. Okay. 
I get it. I get is so. anybody watching her nose during these? She might have that little twinkle. twinkle. Does she fold her arms to the genie blink? <laughs> no, see, I, I think the bewitch thing was a little more subtle. We should probably go yeah. with that. Yeah. And then a Samantha, of course, needs a Darren. So let's just totally forget about that part. Well, there you are. But when, <laughs> it, when it comes down to, I know, just sneak that right on in. You did. That was good. When it comes in, though, to who you want to watch on the sidelines on these football games, even Bill O'Reilly, he's got an opinion. Okay, final thought is Taylor Swift. I'm not caught up in this, but I did write a message of the day on BillOReilly.com about Tay-Tay. And um, I have some pretty funny lines in there, I think, so I want you to read it. But I would rather see cutaways to Taylor Swift in her luxury box with all the other wives and girlfriends than sweaty behemoths covered with tattoos drinking Gatorade. So if I, if I got a choice of cutaways with the 400-pound guy tattoos dousing himself or Tay-Tay, I'm going with Tay-Tay. That's all. That's my point. Not pernicious. I wish the best for her. Read my message of the day. That is a final thought. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow. So uh, I'd rather Bill- see Harry Carson dump the Gatorade over Bill Barcells. <laughs> How'd I know that? I never I watched that shit. Sometimes I, I amaze myself, Darren. The sports ball just gets right into your brain. I guess it does. But it sounds like uh, Bill O'Reilly also likes the pointy chicks over the 400-pound uh, linebacker. and uh, Yeah, he's got that going for him. Yeah, And he's not fond of tattoos, even on uh, behemoths. I prefer to call them parade floats. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Well, he pointed out for years that it's like if you have one, as, as does uh, Judge Judy, because I hear that from my mom all the time. Judge Judy, anytime somebody comes in and they have a bunch of tattoos and they're complaining that they can't find work, it's like, well, you know why, right? Yeah. And I don't think that's entirely fair to everybody. I think there's a huge difference between somebody that's got one, two, three tattoos and in strategically placed sure to the people that have them up and down their skin and there's no there's no room left i saw a a picture from the grammys of paris jackson michael's daughter and it was one of these split screen things and apparently she she wore like a very revealing outfit and she looked like she was completely not inked and then they had a a, a, apparently this is some really great makeup like like paint that covered it there was a picture of her without this makeup. Oh, my God. I mean, she's she's just covered with ink. I guess that would be the secret. Now, you need clothing or makeup that can cover makeup. it up so you yeah. can. Uh, yeah. Although yeah. then it goes the other route of, wow, well, why don't you just have the temporary stuff for the for the artwork yeah. you want? And yeah, all my tattoos are temporary. Yeah. Just sure. scrub them right <laughs> off and uh, they're done. <laughs> I, actually, I got one once. I was invited to a. Uh, a white trash party back in LA and I figured, well, I qualify. And, um, you know, I, I got, I got one. It was like, it was like a, uh, a really great, you know, skull in a top hat with a snake, you know, darting out of his empty eye sock. It was really, Ooh. Oh yeah. Very uh, great colors, extremely, uh, um, accurate, well-defined. It wasn't sloppy or, or, or vague at all. It's that God, goddamn thing. I couldn't, it took me about three months to wash it off. <laughs> it was it was almost permanent yeah wow so. i mean is there a uh episode of that larry show that's larry gets a tattoo there never will be no but, uh, no 
No, <laughs> unless somebody wants to send me a seven figure check, then I'll consider it. Oh, well, but, that is that. Hey, I like that. At least it's a starting point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm negotiable. People know what you need to do with that. Larry dot com. No. Get, get a check or you know what? He'll probably accept cash if you deliver it to him. That too. Unmarked yes. bills. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I was going to mention this. I've heard my kids talk about this Dua Lipa chick. You, you hip to her? Uh, yeah, barely. I mean, I think she's Dutch, if I'm not mistaken. Another pop singer who I've heard a few no, songs. She, or she's, this- she's Albanian and um, what the hell else? I think Albanian and British, if I'm not mistaken. I remember hearing Dutch in there, but I could be wrong. Frequently, yeah. I only bring this up because you're talking about pointy chicks. She's very, very attractive girl. Um, how good a vocalist? I'm not so sure. There's a lot. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of chopping and channeling digitally of her voice. So who knows for the cuts that I heard. However, what she reminds me of a lot is Daria Zaritskaya. Oh yeah, your favorite uh, YouTube yes. sensation. Yes. Well, not compared to uh, one of Dua's um, <clears throat> um, YouTube videos. I think had almost almost a billion hits. It had like seven hundred fifty million, something like that. I think I think Dari is anywhere near in that league. And Dari is really great. I don't think she's a product of uh, you know digital trickery. Yeah, nor the. Um nor the big machine. She just has her boyfriends yeah. around too much. That's ruining the That's thing. A, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yes. Quite true. She should, you know, keep him in the, you know, backstage. Yeah. You you're have right. to learn the marketing. It's like nobody mm-hmm. wants, you know, that's no. it. Yeah. Divas should never have boyfriends. No, that's true. It's like the Beatles, man. Hey, you can't have girlfriends. No, no, no. And if you do, let it be Ringo. She, she it was really odd. Those guys, <laughs> Ringo think got about those really fucking guys. I mean, think about those fucking guys, right? I mean, the, the most sought after men on the face of the earth for about a decade, you know, and the, the women that they chose other than Ringo, I mean, Barbara Bach had it right. going on bond girl and everything, but Yoko. And I think was it Linda, Linda McCartney. She's kind of a plain Jane. She wasn't, she wasn't a gargoyle or anything, but it was kind of, kind of surprising. And uh, of course, uh, George Harrison did okay as well. But John and Paul, yeah, I don't remember what was George's. Uh, what was her? I don't even recall his wife at all. Well, let's remember that's the whole thing. Layla was built around uh, Eric Clapton oh, wanting to Patty sleep Boy, with uh, Patty Boyd. Patty Boyd. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. One of the more stranger tales in rock and roll. Yes, where the guys strange. stayed friends, and it was just like, oh, okay. I guess you should. Okay. I guess she should go with you now. <laughs> maybe, maybe George had enough. <laughs> maybe Eric was doing him a favor. That's true. You never know what <laughs> was going on. Know. No, behind the scenes, and uh, we we never will. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff written, but how do you know what's true and what's not? Yeah. That's the that's the problem the, with all this. The big stuff. question is who wrote that piano uh, riff at the end. Oh, that Layla, that is a beautiful uh, little interlude. Yes. Now, for years, it's been credited to Jim Gordon, who was a drummer and kind of ran in those circles. Um, Jim just died uh, a couple of months ago. He, um, not too long after the Layla success, he was a very popular session guy um, in L.A. And he, um, he, he was on some very nasty drug and got very pissed off at his mother. And uh, and uh, just basically hammered her to death with a you know Stanley Claw hammer, and so yeah, I think he died in the joint. I think he was still in, in prison. But at the same time, Rita Coolidge has always claimed that she wrote that riff. 
Where lies the truth? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Well, maybe if Reed is telling the truth, then she does know, but who knows? Maybe the AI can figure it out. Maybe the AI. Mm-hmm. It I, will love, tell I, us. Love, I love music mysteries. In fact, fuck that. That that should be, a, you know, remember VH1 behind the music? You could do a whole other series, just music mysteries, right? Yeah, it's not exactly that, but there's a guy that I, I weave in and out of on YouTube that goes by the Professor of Rock. Oh, that good name. Does a lot of content and a lot of things like that, things you might not have known. He does a lot of interviews, which I'm jealous of. Because he has interviewed some really big names in music. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of that stuff out there, kind of like at the beginning of. uh, Is that that heavy guy who looks like Paul Williams? Is that that his? No. No, he always has the weird uh, glasses, very much like our buddy Keith Oberman. Okay. Because he has a sponsorship with Zenny Eyewear, which is weird for. uh, Oh, really? (laughs) For the rock and roll, for the professor of rock. (laughs) That is weird. And he always wears a like little kind of fedora thing, although he's about my age. So a lot of the things that he brings, I get the the timing because you never forget that kind of music that you're growing up with. It has huge impacts on you. But I mean, they've they've done bits on. like the beginning of Roxanne with the police where if you just don't pay attention, I mean, you hear kind of a weird note and then you hear sting say something and then they kind of go into the song and it's like, Oh, he fell back onto a piano and they just decided to leave it in. And it's like mind blowing because with the technology that we have today, nobody would let that stay because it wasn't like, I don't think they had to let it stay even back then in the eighties. No, they didn't have to. Obviously, no. that was still a choice, but now it's like everything is so synthesized and so, yeah. oh, you, we need to, to fix that. When my yeah. buddy Tom had recorded all that stuff that he did in the basement here and then took it to the guy that was the professional producer that worked with people like Brian Wilson and with Mellencamp mm-hmm. and showed him, you know, oh, you know, here's where the drum hit one thousandth one thousandth of a second too quickly well we'll just move that yeah you know without moving everything else without screwing everything up oh yeah you want to do any little tweak you wanted to make sure you could do right in the software yeah but those kind of things when people left it they were nice little easter eggs you know kind of the beatles started a lot of that too with the i buried paul or oh yeah skinner join it up Uh uh-huh right yeah. You know, that. and if you really listen closely, you can hear, you know, with the Beatles stuff, especially people have found. And now that you have the technology to kind of clean things up and bring parts of the volume down and bring the other stuff up, you can hear people having a conversation, you know, while the music's playing. It's very weird stuff. It's good stuff. You I find like out it. what was captured at the time. Yeah. And just like this show, you never know. If you listen to this show backwards, kids, <laughs> oh, you might hear backwards. <laughs> you might hear some really weird stuff. We love Satan. <laughs> no, no, that's forward. That's forward. <laughs> where we want to go next. I mean, I think there are, I still have a couple more Taylor clips because everybody was, but we can. Oh, I love Tay Taylor. I mean, if you want to stay on that roll, I'm good with that. But uh, let's see what we got here. Because otherwise, I mean, you got Scott, you got Trump. I mean, there's so much. Yeah. The Trump yeah. thing, which is, uh, is a little. A little bit bizarre. Now I pulled uh, when you if I'll just warn you when you do. I should have put it in the email, but when you do get to the Trump thing, 
um uh what's his name uh i patch mccain uh has his his has to play before the trump one that's all so, got it so okay now we have uh let's see because i've got some rogan i got this uh well we've got our buddy keith keith and uh this you know what i don't even need to play i don't think the how long is the we got a teaser and then part of his show i guess the teaser is only 30 seconds so let's start oh, good yeah. with keith's teaser for this show <laughs> now live on the wednesday countdown podcast trump declares war on taylor swift swift boat 2024 it's here but don't worry say republican influencers they might not have taylor swift on their side but they do have uh kid rock ted nugent and john voigt John Voigt is still alive. Is John Voigt still alive? Okay, John Voigt. I bet you John Voigt can still kick Keith his ass very easily. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And I would pay to I see that. I met John Voigt a couple of times, and uh, I liked him a lot. Good guy. He's a big guy. He's probably about 6'3". Oh, I see. I didn't know that. Well put together, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then definitely I want to see him take a swing at Keith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I asked if I was still alive, huh? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Keith goes, hits the ground. That would be great. But again, this is more of the Taylor Swift op. And when I do searching on these clips, I pretty much just look for things within the last week. And this continues with the insanity that we have. I mean, both Bill O'Reilly and Keith Oberman and Charles Barkley and Scott Lobito. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is about the story of Donald Trump and E. Jean Carroll. And the story of Donald Trump and Taylor Swift, because ultimately they are the same story. Now, this he's going to bring this one together, don't you? Yeah. So, I mean, if for everybody not following along, anybody living under a rock, E. Jean Carroll is the one that claimed Donald Trump raped her in a room dressing, you know, room. dressing room at a department one store. Room. One of the one of the maybe the very most upscale department store in all of new york so it's a pretty fancy place yeah allegedly like what 30 years ago something like that 40, 40, 40 like years 40 years ago yeah and um, she has perfectly perfect recall and uh, wanting mm. civil judgment on that but somehow to keith oberman this it's the same story between her this mm. woman that he allegedly raped 40 years ago in a dressing room in new york and the story of taylor swift and donald trump there is every chance that you have never considered E. Jean Carroll and Taylor Swift in the same sentence. Well, that much is true. Yeah. But they are at the core of what Trump is and the cancer he has tapped into. And oh, then stop, stop. So we, we got to add that to the list. So let's see. He's, he's been Hitler. Um, who else has he been? Now he's cancer. That's new. He's, yeah, He's tapping into the cancer. Yes. Okay. Cancer he has tapped into and then spread among people in this country. Because Trump's treatment of E. Jean Carroll and Trump's treatment of Hillary Clinton. I, I, I'm, I don't even know what he is saying there. Oh, it doesn't really matter because you could just throw matter. names out now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Keith. And Trump. True. Trump's treatment of Stormy Daniels and Trump's treatment of Nikki Haley and Trump's treatment of Nancy Pelosi and Megyn Kelly and Katie Turr, and a thousand other women, they are all the same thing. Now, that seems very sexist for him to make that kind of a comment 
that all women are the same. Yeah, really? He treats them as if they were not quite human. Mm, how so? Uh, yeah, really? You have, to, you have to explain that, Keith. Uh-huh. Better. I mean, not quite human. It's like, well, you can only argue with humans, I think. I yeah. mean, you can only have a sex with human. Well, I mean, maybe not Keith. Oh. Keith might be into something a little weirder than that. Could be. But not sure how any of that's like, because you argue with somebody and call them names. Well, that's what guys do all the time to each other. So are you saying and- women can't handle that? Women call men names, too, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I'm married. I know. Mm-hmm. Which is how he and his flying monkeys are about to treat Taylor Swift. And I don't know what the flying monkeys part is. Mm-hmm. And they know what's going to happen with Taylor Swift, although it hasn't happened yet, because Keith has the inside inside bit here. It's Swift boating the 2024 version. I wonder who oh, came up with God, the Swift boat joke. Talk a reach. Oh, uh-huh. my God. I know. He is, he is so lame. He's like the Jeez. worst comedian known to man. He's just an idiot. Rolling Stone now reports that a source close to Trump and their sources have been pretty much on the money. Who thinks Rolling Stone journalism? Oh, they're right on the money. Like, no, they're not even journalists. They are left wing pundits that's what they are says his proxies have declared quote holy war against swift and i want to know what's the difference between a war against taylor swift and a holy war holy war is that where we have to bring crucifixes and holy water with two l's and a w or an h and one l which holy is it keith i'm not sure we'll have to find out yeah they seem to dance around how much, if any, of this will be done by Trump himself. But quoting, Trump has also privately claimed that he is, quote, more popular, unquote, than Swift is, and that he has more committed fans than she does. And I thought about this. Yeah. I wouldn't dismiss that out of hand. I wouldn't either. No. I mean, they both show their support in different ways. But I think that. At this point in time, for a while, it was Michael Jordan, I think, was at the top of this list. But if you were to go around the world into various countries, you know, including Russia, including any parts of Europe, including Africa, including South America, North America, even Canada. Yeah. And you were to be like, you know, even if you just carried pictures of Donald Trump, Taylor Swift and like, do you know who these people are? I would say the number would be closer to 100% than you would believe. Yes. So I don't know how you, I mean, Donald Trump isn't selling albums. I mean, if we're going by his book sales compared to her album sales, then no, he doesn't win. Mm -hmm. But wherever he goes, he draws a crowd. This is true. And, you know, he just has to sort of show up and say a few words. I mean, Taylor what was it? Was it 60 or 90 tractor trailers worth of right. gear? 90. She puts on a hell of a show. 90. Okay. So that's. <laughs> She's doing a lot <laughs> she, more work. Exactly. So it's interesting. Right. Because they're just coming to hear him speak rather than. Yeah. Inter- I mean, it's entertaining, but. Yeah. And a lot of people tune in when he's on television and a lot of people will back his play when it comes for the political aspiration. So I wouldn't dismiss that one out of hand that it's, it's a completely one-sided 
affair either way here. Yeah. Yes. And, and let's not, let's not leave out the aesthetics, right? As, as, uh, as Scott and, uh, and, uh, uh, O'Reilly said, she's pretty easy on the eyes. I don't think anybody's going to see Trump to gaze at him. True. If you are, let us know. Is DigiGuru? Yeah. Is that why you yeah. like Trump? He's pretty? Yeah. Okay. Maybe not. All right. And that as late as December, Trump was whining that it, quote, obviously made no sense that he was not chosen Time Magazine's Person of the Year for 2023. You know, again, unnamed sources. And I think Donald Trump is uh, he's not Joe Biden. He's not in full dementia. He understands that Time Magazine is a liberal publication at this point. So why would they put him on the cover? We all know why they wouldn't. And we know why they put Taylor Swift on the cover. This was answered very clearly when they put her on the cover and then went on to produce three, I believe maybe it was four, but I think it's three different cover variations in order to do nothing but sell more magazines because they knew the Taylor Swift fans would go out and buy all three. Oh yeah. But even that, it won't save them. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, um, um, sports illustrated, I think just went belly up. Yes. Um, and, you know, time won't be far behind. They're all doomed. They're all doomed. Yeah, because they all do the same stupid things. Yeah. So it's, it was a money grab, though. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I looked at it. I'm like, what, if you've seen how uh, thin the Time magazines have been. Oh, you could shave with it. It's a joke. And they're, they were charging. So I'm like, well, okay, you know, I'd buy them because Taylor's on the cover. I'm like, what are magazines now? Like five bucks? It was like 20 um, bucks a piece. I'm like, screw that. Is that right? Uh huh. Wow. <laughs> so it's a complete money grab from time right there. Yeah. That's why Donald Trump wasn't on the cover. Although if they were smart, they would have done dueling covers and yeah. had them coke people of the year. Cause then you would have the liberals and the conservatives. God damn it. Rushing out. Right. Thinking like a good marketing man there, Darren. I like that. You could have had three covers of Trump. Maybe they could have all been in the same poses with like the cat and the, you know, the very fashionable clothes. That would have been cool. Yeah, I'd have bought that a time magazine's person of the year for 2023 was Taylor Swift. B wait, there's still a time magazine. Okay, Keith, your days are number. I mean, okay, funny. You went after time magazine. I get it. But how long will Keith be around? Let's get back to the Swift boat gag, Keith. <laughs> keep, right. Keep hammering that one. It no longer takes very much to get the Trump cult to start believing that the voices in their heads are not aneurysms in waiting, but rather divine communications. That as we saw Sunday and Monday and continuing into yesterday, the Taylor Swift conspiracy theories are piling up too fast for them to be properly cataloged. She was sent to destroy the Kansas City Chiefs team by ruining their star tight end, Travis Kelsey. No, the entire football season was rigged to make a superstar out of Travis Kelsey and his Bud Light commercials and his vaccination commercials and dating Taylor Swift as a psyop so they could both go to the Super Bowl where they would appear at halftime and endorse Joe Biden. And sure, players in the Super Bowl don't appear at halftime, but that's all part of the plot. What plot? The election interference plot, because if anybody endorses Biden, that's election interference. In fact, if anybody votes for Biden, that's election interference. And how do we know that's the real Taylor Swift? (laughs) (laughs) Keith Keith is the uh, mental illness spokesperson, I think. Okay. At least his, out there. his photo should be right there next to it. Yeah. 
And it ends this way. Trump's nitwit lawyer, Alina, I can fake being smart, Haba reposted on Monday, quote, who thinks this country needs a lot more women like Alina Haba and a lot less like Taylor Swift? Apparently, she lost that straw vote, 11 billion to three. Janine Pirro has already muttered something about Swift on Fox. I couldn't quite make out what it was, whether she was making a comment or ordering drinks. So I just pulled those out because isn't that, hmm. isn't that Keith belittling women, something he just said Donald Trump did? Sounds that way, doesn't it? But if the women yes, disagree does. with him, it's okay, I guess. Yeah. But the women that disagree with Donald Trump, then it's not okay. No. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, as far as the looks department, I think Haba might have uh, a leg up on uh, Taylor Swift, if I'm re- remembering correctly. She's, uh, she's, uh, she's okay. Mm. I mean, she's a lawyer, so she'll make millions, although Taylor's already made billions. So it all depends if yeah. you're looking for that. Yeah. The other day in the troll room, Blitz said uh, that I wanted to be Taylor Swift's next boyfriend, but my wife nixed that. And I'm like, no, no, you've got that totally backwards. The wife's like, go see ya. <laughs> Send me some Lego. That's all that it matters right there. She, if she gets a good severance package, man, she is fine. Boom. All you need. Now you've got, let's see, we've got the McCain and um, Trump on the border. Which one goes first? uh mccain eyepatch mccain otherwise known as uh, oh, yeah <laughs> yeah I know. now i know who you're talking about the crenshaw crenshaw yeah. yes yeah. the guy that i have to like at least a little bit because he's only got one eye okay the height of stupidity is having a strong opinion on something you know nothing about I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in the very strange maneuvering by many on the right to to, to torpedo uh, a potential border reform bill if we have a bill that on net significantly decreases illegal immigration and we sabotage that that is that is inconsistent with what we told our voters we would do people will make up whatever reasons they they want to there's a number of them i'm sure but it would be a a pretty unacceptable dereliction of of your duty (laughs) i mean this guy is too much really i mean everybody knows i mean biden this this entire border catastrophe was orchestrated by the biden regime they're the ones sending federales to hack away the razor wire to make it easier for them to get in they're the ones handing them cell phones and debit cards with nine grand on i mean it's fucking ludicrous and this guy this pinhead crenshaw actually thinks like i guess he really thinks people are as stupid as he is that nobody's heard this and this this whole this whole fucking bill is just, you know, stagecraft of, of, and, and theater by the DNC to you know, confuzzle their base into believing that, oh, yeah, we could, we could fix it if they just give us the money. Right. No, no, it's a complete fucking op. It's total bullshit. And so is Crenshaw. Total bullshit. Well, and the other side's doing the similar thing in we don't want to do anything that could possibly help right now because we're going into an election cycle. So there is some of that, but this whole border thing started. Yes. Day one of but, but, Joe Biden, but there's nothing to be done to help right now because it could have, it, it, it was completely created by right. the Biden regime. I mean, they refused to enforce the existing laws and now it's like, Oh, they, we just don't have enough money to do it. It's, it's complete horseshit. And it's a cover for the, you know, for the sort of the few, the few people with a pulse uh, and some uh, some brain activity who might have been thinking, wait a shit, this this wasn't happening under Trump. 
And so they they came up with this nonsense of this bill, this multi-billion dollar bill. That, that's all we need. We just need some more, more, more drones and walkie-talkies and shit like that. Then we can get this under control. They don't want it. Under, and, and the funny thing is, even if it did pass, they got it, there's nothing in there saying anything will change. Nothing no. would change. Right. Well, Biden could do a lot of things with the stroke of a pen. He does not need Congress. And he has no, he not. But it does also come down to no matter what the current law of the land is what is being enforced that is the question right so to say like well this is the law it's like well the law is not being enforced well then who do you blame it's all politics this is and it's funny because the biden administration created this from day one by kicking out a bunch of the trump era policies Now, after three years, even some of their base are going, hey, wait a minute, too right. many, too many, too much. So that's why they've created this nonsense. Well, then you can run on that. that you them. see, we're doing something rather. Right. The, all the Republicans, it's like, who cares what goes on here? It doesn't matter if a bill would, were to come out that would actually be something that would be beneficial for the country, which I doubt knowing Congress. But you could pass that and then just point to it and go, you know what? Joe Biden created the problems, then waited three years to come up with this answer. And the only reason they came up with this is because of politics and they want to get reelected. They torpedoed you for three years and now are trying to make you think they believe this is the right way to go. There's a way to frame that. It doesn't matter this concept that, oh, no, we can't let the country start getting better until another year goes by is flawed but yeah it's all it's all just political garbage it is and and you know this this crenshaw thing which which he's such a fucking quizzling um you know ostensibly he's supposed to sort of be on on our side but clearly he's not you know i don't know if you remember that old uh that old tape commercial slogan about Memorex. Yes. Was, is, it, is it real or is it Memorex? I think it, it, when, when that guy speaks, it should be, is it Crenshaw or is it Schumer? <laughs> Who could tell? Really? Yeah. Well, he didn't have, when he came in, he was a war hero, which, I mean, the whole mm. McCain thing kind of works. Nobody really knew what his political beliefs were, except that he said he saw himself more, obviously, as a Republican, but I would say if he is, he is definitely towards the uh, liberal end of Republicanism. Oh, he's a lefty. Total. Sure. I'm not sure he's as bad as most of the ones in the Democrat party, but really what's the difference? I mean, this is, uh, this is the problem now is the topics that are being dealt with are causing massive issues and they're causing massive issues quickly for a lot of people and everybody wants to point to the people that vote republican and be wow you're just racist it's like no i feel really bad for the people that have gotten here from venezuela only to realize that their arduous dangerous long journey to get here was for naught and the weather sucks (laughs) and the weather sucks and we don't have any money it's like this is just like being in venezuela Except the weather weather is better in venezuela sure and this is the concept that it's like nobody talks about that are the lives of the people that are getting across the border really any better than where they left and i've never heard a democrat talk about that because that's not a part of their game i guess well you know 
just look, I mean, the whole thing about, uh, you know, initially, uh, and I think uh, the boys are covering this in yesterday's show is, and, and that uh, Wein, Brett Weinstein guy, he did have a point when he said that, you know, this, this second migration is sort of um, um, very different than the first, when it was almost exclusively people from South and Central America pouring over that border. But now, right. no, 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 they're from China, they're from Indonesia, they're from all over the globe. This is this is something completely different. It, it is, is, and it's because we were taught what uh, you can and can't say again because you're going to get canceled if you talk about the people coming over the border. Then you're going to be racist, and people aren't going to like that. And it yeah. keeps people docile. It keeps them not sure. speaking. It keeps them totally disconnected. And the phones, oh my god, the phones are such a distraction and a mind control device that most people have no idea just how addicted they are to whether it's social media or whatever it is, but it's very bizarre to me when you go out and, you know, you're sitting around having lunch and you look around all the tables, how many people are looking at phones? It's just very strange. It's insane. It's really, it's, it's very sad, actually. You can go to a restaurant and see a table, an entire family, you know, with the grandparents and stuff. Eight, ten people at a table. <laughs> Nobody's talking. They're just stroking their phones. Wow. They're all watching TikTok. Just different things, I probably. Guess. I guess, yeah. Now, you've got a clip of Trump on the border. Did he actually go down there? No, he's sitting with Maria Bartiromo, and she questions him about the border, and he basically gives uh, lie to everything that uh, I Patch McCain just said. <laughs> you did. I want to go back to immigration. Walk us through your plan for immigration, because is it as easy as going back to the security that you had in place, like the Remain in Mexico and all these other things that Joe Biden overturned? There are eight to 10 million illegals in the country right now on Joe Biden's watch. So what do you do with them? Are you going to deport them all? Well, you're going to have to deport a lot of them. It's not sustainable. And now you look, look, these countries are very smart. I know every one of the leaders of the countries, for the most part, Uh, the presidents, the dictators. I know them all. I know the kings, the queens. I know them all. These are smart people. These are streetwise people. It makes sense that they're taking people out and sending them up in caravans to the United States. And it's not just South America. It's from Africa, from Asia, from all over the world. Yeah. I mean, from all over the world, from China, they had 28,000 people in the last few months. 28,000. That's what's he doing, building an army? And they were mostly men, almost all men from the age of 18 to 25. So what's that all about? But are you talking about mass deportation? What do you do with the 8 to 10 million people already here? Okay, Uh, Dwight Eisenhower, believe it or not, you don't think of him as being a tough president or a great president. He was actually a very good president. He was very strong on deportation because a lot of people were coming into our country illegally. And he started a big mass deportation. He dropped them very close to the border and they came back. Then he dropped them 2,000 miles away and they didn't come back. We cannot allow scenes like I saw in New York two days ago where policemen are being beat up by gangs of illegal immigrants, in that case from Venezuela, Honduras. We can't allow that. And these are kids that are fighters. They were not, you know, babies. They were knocking the hell out of our policemen. We can't let this happen. These are tough people. So the heads of these countries are smart. They're not sending the people that are doing a great job and that they love in the country. They're sending people, for the most part, that they don't want and they're putting them into caravans i know that because they tried it with me but i turned back the caravans look 
I had the safest border in the history of our country. I built 561 miles of wall, and that was good. But I also got Mexico to give us 28,000 soldiers free of charge. Now, I told them that we were not going to be happy if you don't do it. We're going to put tariffs on your cars and everything else that you sell us, which is a lot, if you don't do it. And they did it. They gave us 28,000 soldiers, and we had the best border we ever had. To this day, I had the best border we've ever had. Now we have the worst border probably in the history of the world. I'm just trying to remember hearing uh, Joe Biden speak for three minutes with being while being coherent. Right. <laughs> and I can't. I can't remember that. Can't. Of course you can't. Of course. Yeah. And it's so. an interesting concept. I haven't really heard anybody talking about that before, which is they're not sending us the families who are trying to no. make a better life. They're not sending us the people that are highly educated. Mm. They're like, oh, yeah you're a problem go yes i mean this thing in new york and, and that's the the other scott clip i have is about this these guys uh, assaulting these cops i mean that is if, if there isn't one when history is is uh, you know clearly seen in retrospect um and this country is uh, has finally gone down the drain it's been circling it that may be the answer because that really is that is the end of the social contract because these assholes did i just call them ass yes i did <laughs> these assholes these invaders have the balls to assault cops um and they go unpunished they get released that is the end of the social contract of government and the government and the government because job number one you know protect the populace so if they'll do that to cops they will do that to anyone yeah. And Scott has a great take on it. Well, the, because does. they're getting released immediately. No bail. No bail. They are flipping off the cameras right. that are there while mm. they're being released. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go on the record as being for police brutality, but sometimes it's needed. Well, Scott has a, a take on that. And, uh, yeah. Well, let's let yeah. him say it first, because then, so, I, then I don't have yeah. to say the things that he's thinking. Go. Yeah. If you or I hardworking American citizens with to beat up a couple of cops, we'd still be in fucking jail. And we'd probably be in jail for another 10 fucking years. Now, if you didn't see the video or what happened with these illegal alien young men, scum fuckers, beat the shit out of two New York City cops. They went in after they got arrested. You blink your fucking eyes. They're back on the street. No bail, no nothing. You know where they are now? I guarantee you, these fucking goat fuckers are raping somebody's daughter, slashing somebody's grandmother in the face, or beating up another cop. Do you not only understand the fucked up aspect of our society, that this administration, this governor, the mayors of these fucking cities and these fucking douchebag, criminal-loving, woke-ass DAs allow this to happen. They want it to happen because they don't like you, because you work hard. You, are, you, you partake in society. You do good. They want you to fucking suffer. You people are to blame. I'm tired of blaming these scum fucking illegal alien young men unbedded. I'm tired of blaming 
Yeah, the president, the governor, and the mayors and the DAs. The blame and the blood is on your fucking hands. You dumb fucking assholes who keep voting and putting these criminal-loving scumbags in office. I wish it was 1975 or 1980 because there would have been 50 cops dragged those scumbags into a fucking alley and they would never walk again. Ding, ding, ding. Or even the yep. mafia, as everybody else, whatever. They would, if they were around, this shit would never fucking happen. Absolutely true. And yeah, there would have been... That's that's totally correct. I mean, had that been 1970-something or even into the 80s, um, those guys would have been crippled. And the cops would say, gee, I guess they fell down the stairs and we were taking them into the precinct house or something. You know, that's, that's just what would happen instantly. And it probably should. Well, now we have phones. Everybody's got it. You're like, oh, no, we can't do any. You know? Yeah, I guess. And then it would, be, uh, it would be used against the cops, even though it's like, well, you're Lucky you didn't yeah. get killed. Which yeah. is again why less and less people are signing up for the job. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll be signing up the illegals in a lot of places they are. Maybe. <laughs> they're not even citizens and they're giving them jobs as police. It's incredible. And you know, you know if they're what, honest, uh, maybe that's okay, but uh nah, it, it's not okay. No, you should be a citizen of the country. You should have some some skin in the game, some stake. No, I don't think that's okay. No, maybe if you've lived here for 10 years and you've proven yourself and you're an right. asset to the nation. Okay. And you've become a citizen. Yeah. But you're off the boat and here's a gun and a badge and authority to use it. No. Well, I believe what they uh, talked about on no agenda yesterday as well. The concept that you come across the border and you go, huh, military for four years or deportation. I heard that. Yeah, that's a shitty idea, too. Oh, I agree, but you know, there are enough people in this country who, again, because they don't do their own homework because they can't think, go, wow, that would be a great idea. Mm -hmm. We could fill up our military with a bunch of people that hate us and then give them multi-million dollar weapons. Let's, let's give them, yeah, let's give them really high, high end and weapons because, you know, maybe they'll just turn them on all of us instead of just, you know, beating up cops in Times Square. It's it's fucking right. But we, again, we saw what happened. When a few guys were able to breach the cockpits of commercial liners. Sure. Somebody gets a fucking B-12. Holy cow. Mm. You're having some fun then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mind blowing. But you know, this is, I guess this thing in, um, in New York a few days ago, really sort of snapped it into very sharp focus because it's because it was so personal you can and you see the video you see these two poor, poor cops on the ground these two ba- and these bastards right these this what do you call them scum 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 fuckers the fuck uh, there's they're, they're well, just garbage they're you know filth. here's the thing though this is this could be a watershed moment it is yes because we're used to we've all seen the video of george floyd and there's a lot more going on there than what you can see, including the fentanyl and stuff in George Floyd's system. But there was a guy years before, I think, George Floyd in New York that was a thousand times worse that was selling something. There was a guy that was choked out by the cops and killed. Oh, I remember that his name was uh, he was he was a very big obese guy. And he was selling uh, cigarettes on the corner. Right. And a cop, a cop took him down and choked him out around the sidewalk. And it was awful. Yeah. 
I mean, absolutely horrible. Now, this is where the fuck the cop stuff start, not started, but that really started ramping up with that. Yes, it did. Yes. Then the George Floyd and a lot of regular, reasonable people went, wow, mm-hmm. the cops are fucking out of control. Right. Now, those regular, reasonable people that see that video are like, holy shit, the cops are sitting ducks. Yeah. And what does that make you? Uh-huh. You don't have a badge or a gun or 40,000 <laughs> other guys on, on the other end of a radio to come and rescue you. But that makes <laughs> but that makes them as a long line outside the gun stores going, give me, yeah. give me, give me. Yeah. Except they don't have any in New York. Ooh. I don't believe. No. Got to go out of town then. Yeah, you got straight. one right down the street here. Come on down, everybody. There you go. Let's let's got finish here. Yeah. Bunch of jerk offs in these cities. You, the fucking voter. Not you, smart people. I'm talking to you other six million fucking jerk offs. You're the dumbest fucking people that walk the face of the earth. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, New York, the, the Alvin Bragg, uh, Soros appointed DA, he's got a very busy docket prosecuting people for using fake vax uh, passport cards he's going to show them the law he's going to punish them <laughs> but these sacks of shit assault police officers eh, okay let them go no bail Way you go thanks thanks for visiting new york yeah thanks for being completely out of your mind yeah but it's because that people have let it go this as far as it has mm-hmm. everything's been turned into reality television for i guess lack of a better word you yeah. they want to bring donald trump down no matter how no matter what they just need to do it mm-hmm. and this was from uh and he at least lists himself not as a news person but this is another liberal activist with a youtube channel who had like a quarter million people the kid looked like he was like 18 years old so i'm guessing he's fairly young but this was talking about who oh, Joe Biden really ripped Donald Trump with, you know, a scathing <laughs> remarks, you know, in private. Right. Like, I'm like, one, I, I don't know really how cognizant I would love to hear that kind of audio. But this again, if you're a youngster looking for that true north, if you're looking for that honesty and news and you think this kid is it, this is what you get. As we talked about yesterday, this is not a normal moment. This is an election about the very existence and sustainability of our democracy and rejecting an authoritarian leader. And so letting Biden give more of those real raw thoughts about Trump, obviously, again, not all the way to what I read you, but more of it, I think, might convey the message more effectively to people. This is Donald Trump, a vile, low character person, a civilly liable rapist who did joke about Paul Pelosi's attack. Okay, already it's like, <laughs> who, no. Who is no. this pinhead? His name is Luke Beasley. Mm. And he's got like a quarter of a million people on the yeah. tubes. And it's like, yeah. he is a whore. You know, it's like Trump's the authoritarian, right? Uh huh. Right. <laughs> Don't want to look around what's going on here. Oh, yeah, he's a rapist. Oh, yeah, he's this, he's that. Like, uh, no, he joked about Paul Pelosi. It's like, no, but he didn't. No, he didn't. He what said, else does Luke the puke have to say? Who did sit back and refuse to act as his followers beat police officers, who did try to block the peaceful transfer of power through numerous fraudulent schemes, emphasizing his willingness to just throw out our democratic process in service of him. 
He's called for the termination of the Constitution. That guy. <laughs> yeah, he's called for the termination <laughs> yeah, of the Constitution. Really? Yeah, sure. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that, too. I, I mean, that's one I must have missed. A lot of accusations here that are nowhere near being reality, but these are just listed off like, well, you know, everybody knows this. Yeah. With that record and that character should enrage you. And so I hope Biden does go out and speak a little bit more off the cuff about Trump specifically. He's known to be off the cuff, but he actually does moderate himself a lot when it comes to speaking about his. He thinks Biden can uh, go talk off the cuff. So this must be I saw another thing about uh, I think it was those two assholes, uh, Mika and Morning Joe Blow. Yeah. Um, Somebody said that 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 Biden said he called Trump a fucking sicko. Um, but again, it's unsubstantiated. It's not, you know, hasn't been recorded or whatever. I think it's just they're trying to pretend that he has a pulse. Right. Balls. And he is neither. Although um, the story and, I heard, he watches Biden, that is, watches Morning y- Joe every day. Yes. Yes. And I can believe that. I can believe that. Yes. That's why he thinks everything's going good. He's watching that yeah. drivel. Right. Right. And I don't think there was anything at the end here. Let's see. Opponent. Compared to how he feels, I'm sure, in private and as this seems to reflect. But- yeah, it's like, yeah, if you think Biden can talk off the cuff about anybody for any length of time, you're yeah. absolutely uh, insane. Yes. Now, the, I did pull another clip. There is uh, Joe Rogan. This got a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan got another like quarter of a million dollar deal. So that's, uh, I mean, good for Joe. Wait a minute. You mean a quarter of a billion dollar? Yes. Yeah. 250 million. I'm sorry. With um, Spotify. uh, Spotify. Again. So they renewed. Wow. Good for Joe. So he's getting the cash, but he's talking here uh, with some comedian. What's the comedian's name? Somebody in the troll room will know. But this is talking about why no longer liberal. Over time. This is what we're seeing. So over time, you and I, who used to be on the left, are now like, where's the left? Where are you guys? You yeah. guys are so far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can't even see you. Yeah, yeah. You're out of your mind. You're, you're, you're chopping off and, and giving little kids <laughs> yeah, yeah. hormone blockers. You have no idea what the long-term consequences are. You're ignoring the health risks. You won't even talk about the health risks. Yeah. You, you use things like... G- gender affirming care what are you saying yeah what are you saying when you're talking about children yeah why are you just accepting this because it, it's, it's a noble thing to blurt out so everybody goes you're on the right team and uh net net points out these were talking to uh buddy bobby lee a comedian okay that's what it is it's not like oh my god what are we doing to kids it's not like oh my god what are we doing to san francisco it's not like oh my god why are we letting these violent criminals out of jail it's like, yeah. oh my god why are we defunding the f- police yeah. what are you doing yeah you can't say any of those things Do you say any of those things but you're you not austin people are great people they're really nice they're nice they're not heads they're not hollywood people they're not lost in this fake world of leftist ideology that everybody's trapped in they're just people. They're just regular people, man. And those people exist outside of these these blue bubbles where everyone's gone insane. Well, I used to be a part of the blue bubble. I, I was 100% a left-leaning person who lived in Los Angeles. I was 100%. I never voted Republican my whole life. I was very left-leaning, especially with like any social issues. When it comes to financial things, I'm a little bit more conservative. But at the end of the day... 
I'm way more left than I am right. But California went nuts, man. It's gone like full communist. It's out of its f***ing mind. And their approach to law enforcement is so insane. It's so insane. The no cash bail, the letting people out for committing violent crimes, the f***ing st not stopping people for stealing up to whatever money it is. What is it, $900 now? I think they raised it. I think they made it a little higher. San Francisco is non-existent. San Francisco, most of San Francisco is emptied out of like big chain stores and big department stores. Yeah. I, 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 would, I wouldn't even do stand up there anymore. It's crazy. It's, they yeah. ruined it. They ruined the city. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You can bring it back. The structure's still there. But yeah, you yeah. have to have some hardcore Rudy Giuliani type motherfucker come in there and knock heads. Wow. And nobody wants that. You nobody know, wants that. They're peace, love, and granola and fucking wear a mask. I'm in the middle now. I'm in the middle. I'm in the I middle. Never w I never thought I would ever never, say that. Never. 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 No, Only Joe, you're, you're not in the year. middle, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's in the middle, but he's not. He'd like to be. He'd like to be, but. He's got the money, and at least he has a brain. Yeah. Yeah. At least he'll question what's going on. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I just went, I can't do it anymore. You know, I mean, people that you thought were aligned with you are like now, now like mad at you about They're in a cult. They're in a cult. It's it's got all. I mean, Mark Andreessen, who's a brilliant venture capitalist guy, explained it to me in in, in very clear terms. Like what the definition of a cult is, how you can get excommunicated, how you get shamed for having differing opinions, the group think the whole. He's like, it's a cult, and he's right. He's a hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just hard to say because then people in the cult will attack you, but. They're not attacking you for a reasonable, it's not logical, yeah. like the way they're attacking you. They're attacking you like someone attacks religious beliefs. Yeah. And some of these religious beliefs, so to get, it gets into these weird gray areas, like, like trans people in women's bathrooms. Like, says who? Yeah. Says who? How do you know that's a real trans person? How do you not know that's a creep they don't want to pull his out in front of kids because yep. those are real we spa yeah and if all you that guy was a convicted uh sex offender yeah yeah and he was doing that look those guys are real it doesn't mean trans people aren't real also but those guys are real yeah and to even say that those guys are real you get excommunicated you yeah. get treated like you're a nazi so i mean at least joe is picking up on some of the stuff going on he is absolutely and i think you'll, you know, i wonder if uh well See, at, at one point, I mean, if there's another four years or whatever of Joey, um, he, I, I suspect he won't say he's in the middle anymore. Yeah, he, <laughs> he might just be like, punished enough. got to be to the right, got to go, just got to keep yeah. running in the other direction. Yeah. And I don't know how you don't. I mean, like you said, very no, clearly there, uh, it is the part about being more conservative when it comes to financial matters and when people get the kind of money that Joe Rogan has, which is nothing compared to the money Taylor Swift has. That is why I, my prediction stands for Tay Tay is that by her forties, she's a fully blown Republican. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think she'll play the game long enough because she understands what you have to be right now. But I see that changing when she's like, wait, you know, if she decides she wants to kick back and retire at 40 with her, however many billion dollars that she has and the government comes and says, no, no, we're going to need to take like 20% of that every year. Yeah. But I think, you know, there are many, many, many billionaires that are much more wealthy than Tay Tay. Yeah. But most of them are and, old and, and leftists. True. 
true. So, you know, it's, it's, and they are the ones more likely to cling to that because they really don't give a fuck how much a gallon of gas costs or a dozen eggs. None of that means anything to them. So they can cling to their idiotic Marxist ideals. Wouldn't feel none of the pain that they, that they cause. Well, yeah, because they don't care about a gallon of gas. I mean, no, they don't care. I believe the story is that uh, Taylor Swift is over in Japan, I think the day before the super bowl so she's just flying back from japan for the super bowl then flying back to continue mm. the tour you know what that cost that's not a gallon of gas <laughs> no. no that's a lot no. of money i'm sure it is but you know when you get into the so let's say you know what what, what uh, Dvorak was saying that the uh, the uh, the flight time of uh, what was it b1 bomber stealth bomber was 173,000 an hour yes right that's a big, big aircraft. I'm sure that's five times the size of whatever Gulfstream Tay-Tay's in. But let's say even the, you know, Japan to, uh, to uh, wherever the fuck it was, Kansas City or something, you know, all in. Pilot, you know, craft service, fuel, fees, all that shit. You know, so say it's, a, you know, say it's a 250 grand. Say it's more than that. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's not cheap, but does it, you know, she's a billionaire. Yeah, it's yeah. really not. You know, and, and not only that, it's a write-off, it's a business expense because you know, she had to get from, so. Well, yeah, that was, I had a, uh, one of the guys I worked for at the, uh, the carpet store, one of his sons was dating a rich girl. I mean, really rich. Yeah. And they were going somewhere with their dad. They were flying, you know, they had the private jet and he realized like three minutes, five minutes after takeoff, oh shit, I, I left my wallet back there and they turned the plane around him. When he was telling sure. the story to my dad, he's like, you know, that's like $20,000 that they had I'm to sure turn around right. yeah. and sure. land just for you to get your wallet. Yeah. And, you know, you could have just had somebody send it to you, you know? Right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but when you got that kind of money, it's nothing. It's like being at the grocery yeah. store shelf and going, oh, should I buy a pack of gum? Yeah. Get an extra box of cornflakes. All right. Throw it in that basket. Uh-huh. We're not like, oh, yeah, let's just go and buy a, you know, or if you're Michael Jordan, a NASCAR team. That was still my best. Example of somebody that is doing a uh, an impulse buy. Mm-hmm. When the guy yeah. was like, "Oh, look, this is funny. They think we're buying a NASCAR team," and Trump's like, "Or I'm sorry, Jordan. Now, wouldn't that be great if Michael Jordan was president?" Yeah, Jordan's like, okay, "I guess yeah. we could make that happen." I think Jordan and Barkley would be a great president vice president <laughs> combo. They haven't talked to each other in years because they Barkley pissed they, Michael off. I think are they a feud? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is too bad because they're both really intelligent, funny guys. Yeah. Like Donald Trump, they seem to know how to run a business as well. It would appear so, especially Jordan, I guess. Huh? Yeah, Jordan, for everything that he has been through in his life, he's in one of the rare celebrities that got to that level that has really never been marred with any kind of crazy scandal. You know, uh huh. Yeah. Besides his dad randomly being murdered on the side of a road. I mean, there's that's ugly. There's that. Yeah. But uh, overall, he's Teflon. Yeah. Now you've got a clip here of our buddy, Michael Rappaport. Wow. This is almost as good as Olbermann. This is uh, I mean, he's barely coherent. He's he's barely not just coherent. He's barely articulate. He really really is. He's probably (laughs) dropping an F-bomb or two. Oh, for some reason, I don't know why, I guess he must be self-censoring because they're all bleeped out, which is really annoying. 
and he calls uh, a Trump pig something. I guess pig fuck. Trump, that's what they bleep. I don't know. And I'm not much of a lip reader. No, well, that um, was call- the, uh, I mean, the Irish like that term. Oh, do they? We were in yeah, a I'm bar good. with um, a few people that were out there for the American uh, country music artists that were touring Ireland. And the one tour manager we were sitting there with, and this old guy comes up to him and the old guy looks at him. He's like, ah, you're a fucking pig fucker. You. Oh dear. And the the manager (laughs) dude looks back at him and he's like, no, you're a fucking pig fucker. You. And the guy's like, oh, I like you. And he hugs him and walks away. And I'm like, who is that dude? And he's like, I have no fucking clue. Some Irish guy. (laughs) (laughs) Just some random drunk. Yeah. Just some, just some, that's how they greet each other, I guess. Well, what's interesting is, you know, again, that that horrible scene in Times Square with those cops and those uh, those invaders, um, that may be, you know, that may be the watershed moment, especially because it's on video that turns the tide. Because you look at a guy like 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 Rappaport, who has always had uh, Trump derangement syndrome, foams at the mouth, his hatred for him, what he's essentially saying in this clip. And you can you don't have to listen to the whole fucking thing. I think it's, it's pretty long, two and a half minutes. But he says several times that because of this because cops are having being beaten up by imported thugs um now voting for trump is on the table think about that and he says that several times so and you know what's at the heart of that well is you know as much of a as a zero as i think rapaport is he's intelligent enough to realize that that could be him you know, if they if they're right. if they're taking out cops, you're next. Yeah, they're so not going to stop. They're taking out you. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. So uh, you know, he's 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 got enough uh, firepower between his ears to to understand that, and um, and he's he's saying he's you know voting for Trump is on the table after seeing that incident. Well, it's very much like the groups of black citizens here in chicago who are tired of watching migrants taking thousands of dollars in and taking resources that they don't have for the people that live here for years that have needed the resources then they're like well you know what we can vote republican this would be is going to be an interesting election cycle if any of these people really when they get into well i mean or or mail in I was going to say, once they get into the voting booth, well, what, remember those halcyon days, Larry, where you had to go in and go into a voting booth to vote? Yes. Now you just get a sheet of paper and you send it in the mail. There you go. Yeah. This is why when I say voting for pig Donald Trump is on the table, <coughs> voting for pig Donald Trump is on the table. The other day in New York City, six illegal aliens jumped a New York City cop in YPD's finest they jumped a new york city cop in Times square and were arrested and released without bail i know it's a city thing i know it's a state thing i know all that i know all that i know all that okay stay with me released without bail came out of the courtroom on some tupac raising the middle finger with the detroit red wings jersey let me tell you something what the fuck is the world coming to if you could be from another country, beat up a cop in New York City, and walk out with no bail? What the fuck is the world coming to? What the fuck is the world coming to? I know Mayor Adams, you're from Brownsville, Brooklyn. I know this. Like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Stay with me. 
On the same day that that happens, Cadaver Joe Biden issues an executive order. Wow, he's even going against Cadaver Joe. Cadaver Joe, huh? Yeah. That's new. I don't know if I've heard anybody call him that. I I like it. I think that's a new one. Yeah, I like it, too. About four quote-unquote settlers in Judea, Samaria, a.k.a. the West Bank. Some troublemakers. Three of the four have already been arrested. You issue an executive order about four troublemaking f**k-ups who've already been arrested in Judea, Samaria, while there's a war going on, while there's 100-plus hostages still being held in Gaza. You're talking about that, but you got nothing to say about beating up cops in New York City, the greatest city on earth. Maybe it's not. Maybe my city is not the greatest city on earth anymore. If you could beat up cops, if you could beat up cops in the quote unquote greatest city in the world and be released without bail, are we the greatest city on earth? Cadaver Joe Biden, we see you. We see you. Don't worry about those in Israel. BB got them. Israel will take care of them. Worry about cops getting beat up in Times Square and walking out uh, uh, with no bail like the Tupac Shakur. Worry about that <laughs> This is why voting for pig Donald Trump is still on the table. Hey, he gets it right every now and then. He does, and he probably re- said that, what, maybe half a dozen times? Uh, and I think if, if, if this guy, as <laughs> rabid a TDS sufferer as he's been, is beginning to see the light, it's got to be widespread, widespread. Well, it was because the left had to push it as far as they did. They were not happy getting a few of their policies in. This was, we want to log jam everything down your throat, Mm -hmm. including the no bail stuff, including the defund the police stuff. Mm -hmm. And the end result, any moron with logic and reasoning skills would have been able to figure out if we stop punishing people for bad behavior, what will happen? How do you not come up with, well, then there will be more bad behavior. When people that would otherwise never think about stealing from a department store, watch enough people steal and even not won't be pursued. And if they are somehow caught, they get a slap on the hand. Well, here, here's a $25 ticket for that thousand dollars worth of merch you bought. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's the, the foundation, the DNA of Marxist ideology, the denial of human nature. So all that shit goes out the window because, you know, Carl, Carl knew more than we do. <laughs> he seems to have known humankind well. And I've got one last clip. Now, this one is kind of a fun clip. This is going to harken back to the clip we covered a couple of months ago that no agenda covered a couple of episodes ago with the girl, the girl, same girl, different girl. I believe I didn't double check, but I'm pretty sure this is a different girl. And what I want to know is this, because a lot of people saw those first videos and that girl wasn't the only one, but there were a few of those that kind of went viral. So I have to now question everything. Of course. Is this real or is this just a girl trying to go viral? Cause you get money and you get fame and you get, you know, deals once you go viral. Sure. sure. So is this real or is this just another early 20s girl who can't hack it having a job? Why is it that I have to work 
40 hours a week just so I can have a place to live. 40 hours a week makes me $2,000 a month and my rent is $1,660. So I work 40 hours a week so I can have a two-bedroom apartment and an extra $300 a month. Like, it doesn't cover my phone, internet, food, you know? So not only do I not have any extra money, but just working makes me so exhausted that I don't have time either. I'll stop there for a second. Net, net, I had the exact same question. Why a two bedroom? Yeah, why exactly? Why she, how about a one bedroom? Right, or bring somebody else in. How about a studio or a roommate? Right, roommates, that would cut your bills down. You'd have a lot more money for food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, yeah, what do you need a two bedroom apartment for if you're only, if it's just you? And are you is your is your cell phone through AT and T and Verizon or any of those fucking ripoffs? Probably get it get an MVNO. You cut that down by four fifths. You got to learn how to cut your bills. A lot of people I, I recommended Red Pocket on uh, the old Noah's Agenda Social. A lot of people switched and they were very happy and felt good to at least carve a few bucks out of uh, T Mobile's ass. They suck. Yeah, stop paying tons of money for stop things paying. that you don't need to spend it on. There are there are alternatives. Yes. Like, I get off work at 5.30, come home, I'm just so tired. I'm so tired that, like, anything that I need to do outside of work, I then just push off to, like, the weekend. And I'm like, I'm just too tired to do this after work. I'll wait until Saturday. So then I end up with so much to do on the weekend that ends up having to be split into two days. So I have to do stuff on both Saturday and Sunday. So then I don't get a day off. I don't get a day to relax. I don't get to decompress. So it is really like working seven days a week constantly. And I, I don't want to do that anymore. Right? Like, <laughs> I love just the desperation. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, she's probably like 25, you know, in that range. It's like she's been working for what, three, four, five years? And I don't want to do that anymore. Well, and how many, how many views did this thing get, Darren? What was it? A lot. I mean, this was, uh, this I actually think was on uh, the Fediverse. So it was harder to track down where this oh, was right. on. Uh, but yeah, you can't get videos on the Fediverse, believe it or not. And if you want to follow us, of course, it's Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, or Larry, L-A-R-R-Y, both at planetrage.social. Yes, indeed. I don't care how poor and miserable I would have to be, but I literally can't have a place to live without this, you know? Like, I don't know what to do. I'm not, I'm not made for this i don't have the money time or energy to enjoy my life outside of work and i don't know what to do about it anymore you know i'm so tired (laughs) well i have a solution yeah she needs to save some money get in a bus go south of the border go to mexico go to mexico and then come back in you know, pretending not to know English and then uh, you'll be handed a debit card for nine grand and given housing and food and everything else. So just say, you know, I'm new here. Right. Help me out. 
please money. <laughs> DJ Guru says, I bet this chick is fat and ugly. She was an uh, average skinny blonde. So, I mean, okay. you think she'd be able to find, I mean, I was thinking that in my asshole man brain, like, well, you could just find a guy. I mean, yeah. there's, there's the answer to all your questions. And then the other part was going, I've never fucking had a job where I work to five o'clock, you know, yeah. that was just not, I mean, I worked enough retail that eight or nine was the norm. Yeah. Yeah. The time I worked, you know, got off at five o'clock, it was an hour and a half to get home. So, I mean, that really was a different concept, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but most people don't have it. It sounds like you have it quite easy if you're getting home quite by five thirty. Yeah. But I see, I'm not sure if this again is real or if somebody Perfect. trying to go viral. Cause I've heard this mm, yeah. and uh, the clip custodian finding it on YouTube. Wow. This guy's quick. Wow. He is quick. Woman Double can't C. afford her $1,600 apartment reaction. What's a reaction. So somebody doing a reaction to it. So that would be good too. Like we're doing the reaction. Like what the fuck? <laughs> That's what uh, we do. We react. Except we don't do it on video. We just do it on audio. which is a shame because we're both very pretty we should be doing video damn right but i'm not sure if this woman is real or not and i we hear a lot of people with this similar concept yeah even if she's not she did a good performance so we'll give her props for that yes the whole like oh it's so horrible to have to work yeah Yeah. well which is why they all put up these videos because they want to be influencers except the problem is influencers are dying not literally but ai is taking them over that's amazing so if you think you can have a long-term job where you're just hey i'm going to take pictures of myself with the product no because that was i saw a survey a while ago that said that was the number one dream job of kids just getting out of college they didn't want to be doctors or lawyers or rock stars or football stars they they wanted wanted to be social media influencers right and now you tell me that that's going the way of the uh the DeSoto, is that true? Yeah, wow. because AIs can do the same damn thing. All you got to do is create the AI that's a hot chick yeah. that will never age. Yeah, yeah. That you can just put the product in, whatever, boom. Boom, done. If you're going to want to keep making money on the internet, that the, they're go- the only fans the same way, so the hot girls are going to start losing money soon if they haven't already. What a world. The place that still AI cannot reproduce is what we are doing here. Anybody that's doing a, uh, you know, you have to have an actual person. You have to have a humor. You have to have a personality. The it's like the George Carlin bit. Well, we can sound kind of like him and do this bit, but it's not funny. Yeah, I heard that. Um, Was it Adam played a piece of an AI generated Carlin? I thought it sucked. As soon as I heard that, that's not Carlin. Didn't sound anything like him. It was awful. You know, what's way better than trying to sound like Carlin and having crappy jokes is if you can actually write jokes like Carlin. You don't need the voice. Right. You can do a very similar delivery without the voice. Mm -hmm. And that is one thing that AI is not good at as of yet. Although AI is good at taking material and understanding. I mean, it will make mistakes, but our buddy CSB is working on uploading transcripts from shows like no agenda to the uh, the chat gpt site and it's very interesting that you can then go in and ask it questions i mean one it thought ryan seacrest was running 
No agenda. No agenda. But here's the feel. It's like, and it's funny because our buddy Adam will poo-poo that, but I bet you there's somewhere in no agenda where Adam said, oh, you know, Ryan Seacrest is running that. And as a joke, AIs don't get jokes. Right. Because it's just getting the sarcasm. It's getting the transcript. And it's like, oh, well, that must be true. Yeah. But overall, other things he was like, when, what have they said about Darren? And all of a sudden, it's like episode number this. They said this episode number this. They said this. And it's like, oh, I'm surprised you didn't start with, you know, it's well-known fact that Adam Curry hates right. Darren O'Neill. Yeah, it's right up there. We heard that a lot, didn't we? Number one factoid right there. I don't know if CSB <laughs> got back that far with the shows because yeah. it's there's a limitation on how much the uh, these things yeah. can take in as of yet. But I found that to be quite interesting that you can take somebody's work you know somebody that wrote books a hundred years ago i mean Karl marx you can put all of the Karl marx text into one of these things and then have a you know not a direct conversation but you can go in and type what would Karl marx think of this concept right and it will tr- use some kind of logic to try to answer and it's not always going to be right and i'm sure there's going to be some hilarity in the incorrectness on things that can be thrown out but for things like podcasts if you want somebody that really quickly just goes in and would say hey um tell me which that larry show episodes he tells a story about you know growing up in new york Mm -hmm. and it could spit that out it's like that's pretty cool yeah it is interesting and what can be done and csb is all in and it's fun to see the excitement that he has for these things he is giddy over it to quote adam that is one way to put it quoting uh yeah who was it al sharpton yes (laughs) and we are giddy about being a value for value podcast here on planet rage and if you would like to help support the show it is very vital to keep the microphone sounding good the web hosting bills paid and all of that and our morale up yes because the more we make the uh the more insane we get. <laughs> this is, this is, right. We feel like we can say the things that you exactly. w- refuse to say. Yes. And uh, you just go over to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information is there. And if you're on one of them podcasting two-point apps, you can boost and boostagram and all those good things during the show. It's very much preached. We don't normally like read them during the show although we will probably play around with that for certain shows we're like hey if we get something during the show we'll make sure we read it that'll be part of the gig but otherwise we just get way too sidetracked and the shows can go on for hours true the number one person coming in today goes by godfather and it's spelled in a really weird way g-a-w-d-p-h-a-t-h-e-r from strafford virginia comes in with 50 bucks and just says you fellas are doing good work Thank you. We appreciate that. Our buddy Brian Janak from uh, right. the Land of Cheese coming in with 10 bucks. That's a monthly. Kevin Seifert, five bucks. That's a monthly. Thank you, Brian and Kevin. Yes. Hey, Moose. Thank you, too, buddy. Moose is like all that money coming yeah, in. You can buy okay. some greenies or he's, some treats or something he, like that. He's, the- he's like, you're holding out on me, Larry. Uh, no beret came in with five bucks and says greetings fellow ragers oh he's getting into the csb thing oh yeah follow at no underscore beret on the x for the finest in pointy chicks and mopars i yo that's Dude. chinese for oy vey. well thanks no beret. <laughs> you're just following csb or maybe maybe no berets an ai 
Hmm. Maybe. No, no, it can't be. No parade totally, though, is an AI. Yes. Paul Allen coming in with five bucks. Thank you, Paul. Then we move into the boostograms, and number one is Surfer coming in with 25,000 Satoshis. What is 25,000 Satoshis a day? It's, it's so hard to keep track of all this stuff. Like, what's it worth? How you doing? What, what is the Satoshi worth? And people are like, what's well, just not even real money? It's fake money. 25,000 is 1059. So that is appreciated. Thank you, Surfer. And our buddy then, there he is, CSB, came in with 10,500 Satoshis and, of course, says, Dowden, have Larry Reed. All right, here we go. CSB, Howdy Irish Mafia. I'd like to recommend shows and podcasts of Bandrew. He has the most renowned and extensive YouTube channel for microphone reviews, which you can find at www.youtube.com slash podcast stage additionally he hosts a personal podcast at bandrewsays.com if you need comprehensive information about all microphones or audio gear i encourage you to watch bandrew's youtube channels you'll be pleased to know that these are also available as audio only podcasts with rss yo csb Yes, CSB. Get with Bandrew. I know Bandrew listens yeah. to this show. Bandrew, yeah. And you know what? It's the truth, man. I, that guy is the truth. He knows of what he speaks. He does. Now, I want to see now we can turn Bandrew into a GPT, CSB. <laughs> if you take all of the transcripts of all of the microphones, I would be very curious how that would do with questions like, hey, I'm looking to do a podcast. I'm a male. Would you recommend this microphone or this? And see if the... Uh, See if the chat GPT can glean. We can banter. You could just be replaced, buddy. By, by a few lines <laughs> of code. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it might be good. You'd be like, that's less work for me. Mm. You know, you never know. But that would be it. See, this is where all that information, this is what it's all about. Just getting the information you want quickly. Yes. Our buddy, the clip custodian came in with 10,000 Satoshis and says, much love. We'll write back to you, sir. Yes. Thank you. Double C. Dame Slimey coming in with 3333 uh-huh. 33, says boost for the rage. Thank you, Dame Slimey. She also liked my uh, clip from Under Siege uh, promoting the show of, uh, of uh, Steven Seagal uh, sticking a, uh, a Rambo knife into the top of uh, Tommy Lee Jones' head, converting it into a piggy bank, I guess. Did you see that? No, but this is why you don't mess with uh, Dame Slimey. <laughs> <laughs> we I all, thought some people might find that off-putting but i mean it was a big movie and it was pretty funny you know talk about rage here watch this oh first he eye gouged him too it's very brutal stuff terrible and uh dame slamey also now on planet rage.social oh cool along with uh kendra kenny ben kendra kenny ben as we slowly start rolling that out wheels you and i'll need to figure out if there's a yes. minimum number i'm guessing it's going to be a minimum sure. number of like a hundred bucks just so it's not open up to everybody and uh, the riffraff out yeah. right we want to keep we want to keep guys like csb far far away <laughs> no i offered him he was like i don't i've got my own i don't want yours Ooh, okay all right sir truck driver came in with 3333 says here's to you darren and larry Helping you get there 3,333 days at a time. Ray John. 
Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Truck driver. Yeah. He's putting his shows on hiatus. He's a busy guy out there on the roads. Yeah. Just uh, tough job. Yes, it is. It's a tough job, but I'm sure he's happy. The spring is coming. God, I'll bet. Yeah. His winter must really suck. Oh, Harv hat coming in with 3333 says my last boost ran out of sats. So here's another try. Thank you. Harv hat. Thank you. Harv hat. Memes 1337 with 2702 leap boosting the split to sustain the rage. Another quality rundown on the show. Descent. We are in rage, whether in reaction to social injustice or to our leaders insanity or to those who threaten or harm us is a powerful energy that with diligent practice can be transformed into fierce compassion. That is Bonnie Myotai Trees, who is I not familiar with that person. I'm not either, but thank you. Memes will have to uh, let us know more information on that. Yeah. And then there were some streaming stats coming in, including last during the live show. The Podfather was listening live, getting his rage on. All right. The anonymous Dale Jr. Chad F. Sir Noldis. It is all very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. We had a couple of letters, which is rare for us. Ooh. Paul comes in saying a couple of rage items that were too big for a boostergram and PayPal couldn't be trusted to deliver a note. Well, that's true. Yes. Never trust PayPal. He says, number one, app incompetence. Despite smartphone apps getting more proficient at sending us annoying notifications, they haven't figured out how to send us something helpful like, quote, hey, this app that you use every morning to pay for your coffee, we had to engage in some sort of code monkey fuckery on our end, and it's going to require you to log back in before you can use it again. Just wanted to give you a courteous heads up so you're not holding up the line at the Starbucks tomorrow, scrolling through your password manager, end quote. That's happened to me. That has happened to me. Or you have a Starbucks. That's the fix. Well, it's not, not just with Starbucks. That's true. It's everywhere. It's that, you know, the app had an update and you're normally used to every other time you just go to the app. You okay, click the stupid QR code and that's me paying so we can get our extra bonus points for buying a pizza and all this other kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you go in and it's like, oh, the app has been updated. Mm. Just log in again. And I'm like, fuck if I know my login. There you Exactly. Yes. And then that's exactly what I have to do is go through my password manager on the phone and be like, look it up. I hate that shit. And then I've got to cut and paste because I'm not a total Luddite. And usually it's a 20 to 25 letter randomized string. So it's not like I can look at it and go, oh, it's Digi Guru sucks. One, two, three. No, it's like a totally randomized thing. It's a serial number from a hundred dollar bill. Yes. You just keep that hundred dollar bill in your wallet and you'll be good. You can just pay with cash. There you go. <laughs> There's number two vendor laziness. My employer tasked me with finding replacement parts for some equipment that we purchased directly from the manufacturer a few months ago. I contacted the manufacturer about the specific parts desired. Some desk jockey responded with, sorry, we do not sell consumables. They need to be purchased locally or online. What? No link, no supplier name, nothing. They just dissed a Fortune 500 company that was willing to give them money because some Yahoo couldn't pull his fat ass away from TikTok long enough to consult a coworker who actually knows something about customer service. Mm. Then it says, end rage. Love the show, Paul. And yeah, that's very much like you calling up the people with the generator like, well, do you uh, ship these dry? Oh, yeah, bone dry. Totally (laughs) bone dry, boss. Nothing in there. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. 
No, no, no. And uh, let's see, Brian coming in says, hey, Darren or Larry, listening to show 113 in the dark, South Africa, where loud shedding is a daily occurrence and forced power outages from the only one government controlled power company. God. The joke is from a 1970s movie by Woody Allen, where he involved in a revolution and the new leader decrees. This is one of his first laws. Oh, yeah. Somebody in the last show boosted something that your underwear now had to be worn on the outside. That was from a Woody Allen movie. I did not remember that. I didn't know that. So that would have been, uh, what the, I guess, bananas or uh, maybe, hmm, maybe. I don't hmm. know. I thought Woody Allen was canceled because all, all sorts yeah. of reasons. <laughs> all kinds of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you. I mean, feel free to send in notes with we love notes. We love mail. Yeah. Rage at planet rage dot show. And Larry and I will continue. We hardly ever talk like in between shows. We need to like go back and forth. We need to start like a thread and be like, well, what should we do with the planet rage social? But see, we, the reason we don't is that way it's fresh. You know, imagine yes. if we were like doing this, you know, a couple nights a week or something and we'd, we'd fire up these mics. We'd be fucking boring. So we kind of, you know, right. And then we'd be like, did we talk about this before? Exactly. Yes. Oh, shit. Was we on air or not? Yeah. It would, so it would be a terrible idea. That's why every time <laughs> and it, it, every time Bandrew does a podcast and he's like, no, this isn't the third time I'm doing the show because my recordings got screwed up. I'm always like, dude, that sucks. I, I couldn't mm-hmm. do that. I, every time I would be like, wait, did I say that this episode? Did I say that two right. episodes ago? Yeah. Am I repeating the same thing over and over again? Mm-hmm. We got 86 people that are listening live on the stream right now, which isn't bad because ever since Void Zero, the wonderful and lovely, the talented Void Zero, the man behind the Mighty No Agenda stream did some uh, new stream, a new server integrating and some old servers going away. The numbers overall on the streams dropped. I think there were a few like phantom connections that never went away. Oh, okay. And it's only probably 20 or 30, which during no agenda, you're not going to notice. But during our show, you certainly still will. Oh, yeah. So make up for that on the next show. Everybody bring a few friends friends. along. Bring a friend. It's the way you want to do it. Mondays at uh, 1 p.m. Central Central time. No agenda stream dot com. And uh, this week I will be trying to do a uh, random thoughts last week yeah, it was like we missed you last week there buddy yeah yeah i know i went from migraine before this show and i think this maybe was related because oh. you never know what brings these things on i had the migraine before this show did this show then afterwards everything was kind of fine and mm. then went to bed and got up at like one o'clock with a little bit of a stomach ache i'm like oh that's weird not something that normally happens Good. and i'm like i feel a little feel a little nauseous as well go back to bed get up at like 3 30 and then start puking oh god like woohoo and then just feeling now i feel fine all right it was two days later though that the wife at 5 30 in the morning the lights were on i said like oh and like throwing up yeah like welcome to the ride you got like tough love together right it's like a day and a half because i was like well was it food poisoning what was causing it didn't really know yeah and it would seem not to have been food poisoning when the same exact thing happened to her just two days afterwards so i don't know how i picked up the bug in the first place Hmm. but then she caught it and it was again like uh, a day and a half and you're back to normal yeah but which is a lot better than being sick for weeks and weeks, but not like, I can't remember being sick 
and having to throw up. I threw up a lot when having the retinal surgeries, any surgery where they had, you know, they put me out with the anesthesia. Sure. I'll make you puke. Yeah. But beyond that, just from being sick, I can't even remember the last time before this, that that happened. So it's always fun. Hmm. And I go see the retina guy tomorrow. So hopefully all is good there. Yeah. How'd the tooth uh, thing go? The dentist. I, I didn't end up going because that was the morning I was throwing oh, up and I was oh, like, okay. And I'm like, I can't go in. I mean, I know I'm a, I'm a bad patient, but I'm figuring you'd rather me reschedule on that day than come oh, in yeah. running a fever with a, what's up that I can in your face. your whole, uh, right. <laughs> that you have to be right in my mouth yeah. as I'm like, I was throwing up a few hours ago. It's fine. Yeah. And I might again. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So just be ready for that. <laughs> So I'm sure yeah. I'll have some kind of story for random thoughts this week. How about that, Larry? Show. Um, I'm just kind of toying with an idea, and as as everyone knows, it's subject to change. But uh, I think there's a uh, there's a there's a there's many crises at all times, and one that nobody's talking about is the cute crisis. Everybody thinks they're cute, and as far as I'm concerned, only dogs and children on the under the age of maybe seven are cute after that you're out of the cute zone stop trying to be cute so we're gonna look into that i've never been cute oh yes you were and you still are (laughs) to me well thank you larry (laughs) everybody come on back for all the love and the rage yeah next week monday 1 p.m central until then i am darren o'neill he is not the fabulous but he is the wonderful larry blydner later dickman what you do right larry dickman is that it that's the rickles character larry dickman we need more dickman <laughs> a lot more dickman right here baby <laughs> the u.s strikes back killing a member of the islamic state Yeah, Dickman's always better than Pac-Man.